Who cares about this stupid election? We all know it doesn't matter who gets elected president of Carver. Do you really think it's going to change anything around here? Make one single person smarter, or happier, or nicer? The only person it does matter to is the one who gets elected. The same pathetic charade happens every year, and everyone makes the same pathetic promises just so they can put it on their transcripts to get into college. So vote for me, because I don't even want to go to college, and I don't care. And as president, I won't do anything. The only promise I will make is that, if elected, I will immediately dismantle the student government so that none of us will ever have to sit through one of these stupid assemblies again. Welcome to another episode of Are You There Pod. It's me, Jessica. It's me, Josh. And Josh, what do we do on this podcast? Uh, we have abandoned books mostly. <laughs> and now to mostly include Blake, since he's forced himself hey. onto the podcast, we're uh, doing other kinds of media so he can participate since he refuses to read books with us. Mm-hmm. So and we, what did we uh, do tonight? We watched Alexander Payne's Election. And do we have any other people that are joining us tonight? <laughs> we to do, talk yes. About Alexander Payne's election. Uh, we do. Why is tonight unlike any other night? I feel like because there's a chair. A there's of... an empty chair okay. over here. <laughs> uh, it's great to be on the other side of this. <laughs> how do we? How do we it's... smoothly segue into introducing these people that are standing right in front of us? <laughs> we don't. Right. Uh, usually Jessica does it, and she does it flawlessly. But uh, that's not true at all. But... Well, yeah. we, don't have, we don't have guests a lot. Yeah, that's true. Charmingly ramshackle. <laughs> that's how I would describe Are You There Pod. <laughs> so the voice you heard is Andy. Hi. Carr Hello. From uh, We have guests from Spring Food Mo. Wow. The top Springfield podcast. Oh, it's America's number one podcast by restaurants in Springfield, Missouri. Thank you <laughs> oh very <my> much. <laughs> and I am very familiar with the uh, dynamic of having a co-host who can't read. This is Dan Howell. Oh, wow. Now Andy's doing the introduction. <laughs> I, I like... Sorry. I, I like, uh, <laughs> Dan we, Howell. We introduce Andy. Andy introduces Dan. Uh, Dan, I'm, would you like to introduce anyone? <laughs> yeah. Uh, we got Josh, Josh right here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Josh. It's he... Is uh he's a bookstore. He's a should, bookstore. Um, <laughs> we should point out this is a dual location. Th- this may be the, our first dual studio uh, uh joint here. We've mm-hmm. so uh, Jessica oh, wow. and I here are at uh, Ox Worldwide headquarters, and we're here at uh, Abbey Road Studios. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's, it's gonna be crisp, London, England. That, <laughs> yeah. Is that where that's located? Is it? I thought it was in a big that's, that's why their that's why their mics sound so warm and vintage. <laughs> oh yeah. We did almost get hit when we were crossing the street on the way in though. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Well, I am glad you guys are on. Make sure you um, laugh off on. mic, Blake. It's important. <laughs> That's just I'm how sorry, we do Jessica. Here. I interrupted. No, you. no, you're good. I'm used to having men talk over me. Mm. <laughs> yeah, this is this must be your dream to. Uh, this have, this is finally at long last we have four men and Jessica. <laughs> yeah, we've been kind of evening the playing field with two women, two men. But this is these. I don't like these odds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's about time men had a chance to talk about books. <laughs> They've let us talk about everything but books. Our time is now. Well, luckily tonight we're not myself. talking about books. We're <laughs> it, talking about a movie. It, it, oh, it shoot. was a book. It was a book. Based on a book. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Not a teen book, though. Mm. Uh, based on a novel by Tom Parada, who has also written uh, many other famous works that have been adapted. Little Children. Yeah, I um, want to talk about Parada. Leftovers. Uh, okay, wasn't this book unpublished? I've got a Parada chunk. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll, we'll do the Parada chunk, but wasn't this book unpublished before it was made into a movie? No, that's wrong. Did he break out young? Was he a was he a prodigy? He was. <laughs> did he did he take like Accutane? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Um, we watched like a behind the scenes uh thing on um. I have the Criterion, so we played with the special features, and there right. was like a featurette. Uh, and according to the featurette, the book was floating around as a possible script idea, and he hadn't sat on it for years. And I think maybe it was published just a little bit before the movie, if it was. He wrote I, it in 93, I, 94. I think that the movie was probably optioned before it was published or as, like simultaneously, yes. one of those kind of things. Like, Yeah. And it was definitely written about the uh, the, the Clinton... Um, Bush Perot 1992 yeah. election. It was that era when he wrote oh, it. Oh, I remember it well. <laughs> mm, yeah. Mm, the, I the do remember days. it well. <laughs> I was 10, I too, and I said, Mom, I'm tired of watching uh, this old man the jabber man. on TV. That was Perot, the old man jabbering <laughs> on TV. Oh, I was tired okay. of it. Tired of it. I literally made my mom take me to Republican headquarters. And I got <laughs> signs for every candidate and put them in our yard. And there were probably, oh, I don't know, it, it, it's like that Trump house over in Roundtree. Mm. But it was like... <laughs> did it you was, have cardboard cutouts of, of Bush? No, and, I wish I did. Dan Quayle? It, it was oh. like Bill Webster for governor and uh, someone named Kelly for lieutenant governor. I don't <laughs> I made my own little Republican office in, my, in the basement. <laughs> you, you got, I've seen pictures of that sad little yeah. place. Two different uh, abortion kills children signs. Oof. Wow. <laughs> Which one do you like better? Uh, the, the, the one on the front of my desk was the one I was really proud had of. more nuance. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. So, well, uh, what? Okay. Did you have more dive in, um, oh. We were promised a parada chunk, so do Oh, not really. I just wanted to... to uh, this uh, segment's <laughs> called Parada so, 3D. No. Please, <laughs> please uh, continue, Josh. <laughs> I was just going to talk about his, the other stuff that he's done because he's done a lot of stuff that's been adapted into stuff. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff that's been adapted into stuff. Mostly he writes about like <laughs> nice. suburban, uh, uh, kind of like pain, where they both suburban kinda... on we. Yes, yeah, know. middle middle America because yeah. that's what pain does. Uh, he doesn't write about middle America as much. Like he does. He well, I don't know where elections originally based. It's probably Connecticut or somewhere up there because that's where he's from. Newark. And so pain moved it to. I, uh, Omaha. Omaha because I'm guessing he did because he moves oh, yeah. everything to Omaha. Mm. Well, yeah, uh, except downsizing, which he. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was weird Skip when he one. did that Hawaii movie in right. Omaha. <laughs> 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 okay, that's true. Uh, no, never mind. I don't have anything to say about Karana. <laughs> I really like Little Children. Little Children's if that's great. Something I can say. I thought about rewatching it recently, but 
every time I think about rewatching it, I, I there's just specific scenes I remember, and I think, do I want to go back and, and watch this again? <laughs> That's great. Is this going to be a fun time? I doubt. Usually, Prada stuff is kind of funny uh, and dark, and... That's just kind of dark. Do you generally like the adaptations or the books better? I like the... He's one of those guys who has been so lucky to have great directors take on his stuff and make it better. <laughs> like, and I, I think, agree. I think his yeah. stuff is pretty good, like, in general. Like, he's a solid C plus B minus, mm. but... I like to say he's an ideas man. Uh, I think his, like, kind of like... um. Like, I'm a big fan of Philip K. Dick, but I don't think he's the best writer. He's but, an idealist man, yeah. Yeah, but I think his work is better interpreted by um, other artists and directors who... A lot of good movies, a lot out, of bad movies. Flesh it out very the, well. The only thing I'll say is that Prada uh, worked on The Leftovers, which I think Andy will agree is one of the best shows. I think it's probably my favorite, second favorite piece of film to media of the last decade. Yeah, it's great. The previous and decade. Some people gave up on it after season one. I uh, gave up on season one or two. Episode two, I was like, I'm done. No, I, I would say go back to it, yeah. rewatch okay. it. it. It's amazing. I thought about it. And he also, he wrote and produced Mrs. Fletcher, which is based on his thing. And I really liked Mrs. Fletcher. I bet you do. Uh, yeah, I bet you I do, mean, you mostly because I'm a pervert. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's you that's you the thing. Everyone loves Catherine Hahn. So. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, plenty of creeps love Catherine Hahn. Plenty of non-creeps. Yeah. Uh, did anyone have a theme drink for this one? Or a theme we... snack. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. What Josh Josh is holding something up as if the podcast Absolutely. listener knows. Exactly. No, that's the thing. is I don't even want to drink this. I just got it uh, as a visual gag for this podcast. Pepsi? Is it Pepsi? <laughs> it's a Pepsi. Yeah. It's a lot of Pepsi. So yeah. election, election is definitely sponsored by, by Pepsi. I was surprised that Alexander Payne didn't mention it in his commentary one time. <laughs> has anyone, before we go on, has anyone... Uh, actually read the novel that this was based on because I bought it, tried to read it, and never finished it. I, I read a novella called Erection, <laughs> and that was very different. It was okay. <laughs> All right, we got it out of the way. <laughs> and uh, does anyone, before we uh, dive in, want to share any uh, funny stories about maybe the first time they saw this movie or if they liked it right away or was it something that kind of grew on you as you got older? Can because I do mine? I saw This Ain't Election um, on Cinemax in uh, 1999. <laughs> I said that wrong. This Ain't Election, a triple X parody? Andy, Is it funny you, that way? Andy, can, I'll you cut cut, it all. can you cut Blake's mic from here? <laughs> I'll from go your ahead. studio? Is that, is that possible? <laughs> I, I, um, I wasn't allowed to I have final cut. rent or watch R-rated movies until I turned 17. And mm -hmm. so I was not allowed to watch this movie when it came out. But I would secretly watch MTV... All the time. Another thing I wasn't allowed to do. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's an MTV movie, which we should also yes. probably talk First about. First thing you see is that space map. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. And MTV movie. Everything on MTV for whatever, the, however long that was, two or three months, you were just inundated with ads for election and like segments about election and that kind of thing. So I wanted to see it so bad. And when I finally did see it, it was nothing like I expected. It is a weird movie for yeah. MTV to have produced. Yeah. Because uh -huh. yeah. They, does he talk about that on movie... the commentary? Not really. They talked about it in the. They didn't talk about the MTV part, is, and is, maybe they weren't allowed to. Is it maybe that Paramount had it? They didn't know what to do with it. There was like, there's a teen in it. Let's just get. Let's just throw yeah, it through I MTV. Think, sure. I don't think they knew what to do with it. Um, because it's not really a teen movie. Right. Yeah, they, they, but it is. They did but talk it's about. So you know. Um, they didn't have an audience. Adult. Yeah. They're like, who is this for? Who do maybe, you market it to? Maybe MTV was willing 
strangely, might have been willing to take more risks yeah. than the the big ones. Yeah, that, I, feel like I saw first... Joe's apartment. I know the risks they're willing to take. <laughs> was Joe's apartment their first movie? Yes. And then um, I've, I feel like Dead Man on Campus was a very early MTV. That was either 97 or 98 because I worked at the theater when that came out. Oh, I went and saw it because uh, Mark Paul from Saved by the Bell was in it. And you bet you. Uh, that I went to go see, see that movie. <laughs> <laughs> and did you enjoy it? It was fine. It was okay. <laughs> I think I liked the soundtrack better than the movie. Was it mostly like pop punk? From what I remember, it starts out with Marilyn Manson covering Golden Years, which is a Bowie song. And I really actually liked his cover. But that's all I, I love can really that remember this, about it. I love that this movie had has no songs in it. <laughs> that's not true. Well, oh, it, it has songs. It's got a really one. great Ennio Marconi song in it. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. Used there to great are, effect. Yeah. The, the main I, theme I, from <laughs> Navajo Joe. I call it m- more of a musical composition than a song, but there are no like pop songs. That um, I think Lionel Richie been... begs to differ. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> wouldn't it have been great if MTV made Pain recut it and put in like a hip soundtrack just so they could <laughs> like release Blink it? Like Blink-182. Just like, like what Charlotte was big in and stuff like that. Yeah. It's a miracle that that didn't happen, really. Anyway, well, anyway, I guess the first time I saw it was in the theater when it came out in 1999. Oh. Um, I think I convinced a buddy to go see it with me. I mean, I was 17, so I was of age. Uh, when I went to see it, it was not what I expected at all, but I really, really liked it a lot. And it's one of those movies that I always forget is such a great movie until I watch it again. And uh, I'm always like, I should always include this in my top five because every time I watch it, your I top just, five, top five, wow. yeah, I love it. What? I love. This I didn't movie. know that. Yeah. I don't even know if it's. I mean, like it, goes, it goes. It goes. Wayne's World. <sighs> I think you. Mm, it's it has to be in the top three. Pain. I think it's Come out on. of what I've seen. It's his best. Have you seen Downsizing? <laughs> no. Why the hell would I see that? I hate Matt Damon. So oh, that's. I, I, I remember it. when that came out, and you just kept yelling about Matt Damon. <laughs> <laughs> Typical Jessica. Yeah. She'll never forgive him. Never. Uh, so I don't remember the first time I saw it. And this is to correct something I said last time when I claimed it was counter-programming to come out mm. against Star Wars. It came out against The Mummy, but it opened uh, in limited release for two weekends. So it started in April and then came out wide-ish the first week of uh, May. What month comes after April? But the <laughs> yeah, re- I feel like I saw it for my birthday, honestly. The reason so. that I uh, think it came out uh, when Star Wars did, I worked in a movie theater and we could go to movies if they weren't, at a certain capacity and me and my friends wanted to go to star wars so we got tickets for election and then went to star wars mm. phantom menace <laughs> nice nice which kanye will tell you those are better than did you see that he was on joe rogan today and he said the prequels no. the st- he was talking about how great the prequels did were did you listen to that no i just saw a clip okay. on, on twitter this, no. right. i did this not watch three hours of this joe podcast, rogan. guys this podcast is not uh, <laughs> we don't approve of joe rogan <laughs> and his antics on this podcast so we do love his Anyone? new studio, though. And his $14 million Austin home. Ugh. Ooh, but anyway. The house that podcasting built. R- Rogan living, living rent-free up in this podcast head. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's, get him, let's get him out of there. I need my, my Trump soundboard <laughs> right. so I can say, get him out of there. <laughs> Insert that there, Blake. Should we? All right. <laughs> MTV Film Production. Spaceman flying so, through the air. The, the Spaceman comes. Mm. <laughs> I don't really know how to start because, I mean, it's just a typical day at a high school. There's a sprinkler. The sprinkler. It's a perfect opening. Yeah, it's incredible. Why is the sprinkler perfect? I, I want to know what, what, what you think about that. 
because it just keeps going and going and going. <laughs> I don't know. Sure. It's like, a nice yeah. rhythm. I like the yeah. sound, yeah. You hear the sound of the sprinkler before, you know, you see the first frame. We're really going to break that's... this thing down, aren't we? This oh, yeah. Hard. So, <laughs> five-hour podcast. This well, is okay. a frame-by-frame frame film dissection. So, I've got a... There's a guy across the street from me that works on cars all the time. So, they're always, like, revving motors and stuff. And <laughs> it's silent except for the sound of the sprinkler whenever it first starts, even over the main titles. And I was really confused because I thought, like, I thought that sound was coming from outside. I was like, is there something wrong with uh, my yeah. sound system? Anyway, this is not that good of a story. I was also but. confused at how silent it was. Yeah. You know, I'd, uh, uh, I'm easily confused. I'm very <laughs> stupid. <laughs> and then the sprinkler comes on, and I'm like, hell yeah. I love this shit. <laughs> Mystery song. We, we also live in a place where engines are constantly being revved and uh, also have obnoxious neighbors constantly working on cars. That's actually true. Wait, are you true anecdote? Are you my neighbors? <laughs> What's your, no, that's tell me our your full address, including your zip code. <laughs> anyway, so Matthew Broderick finds himself running around a track. <laughs> okay. Anyway, it's a typical day. Uh, Matthew Broderick, uh, who is Mr. McAllister, that's Jim Ferris McAllister. Bueller. That's right, Ferris Bueller. You know, he has his morning routine. He teaches at a high school. He teaches. Um, U.S. history, current events, civics. He loves his job. He loves what he does. He feels like he's making a difference in his children, in his students' lives. In the beginning, he talks about that. Yes. So. That's what he says. What I he feel said. like we have multiple unreliable narrators. <laughs> uh-huh. It is It is an interesting... I, can you think of more movies that have... What, what do we have? Four voiceover Four narrations? Four B.O. Yeah. Four, it's, it is. It's yes. unique. Robert yeah, McKee would find think. this quadruple I, right. lazy. Mm-hmm. I usually don't like one VO. This has four and it works, and I'm not sure why. Oh, they're great. I, I, I think they're fantastic because it's all like their little diary entries or some shit. <laughs> yeah, like, they don't, yeah, it's not explaining what's happening on the screen, which is a problem with a lot of voiceovers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. They're give, it's giving you more information about what the characters are thinking and feeling. I want I want a new cut of American Beauty where you give each character in there a voiceover, oh, not just oh Kevin Spacey God. with his well, my beautiful I want that my beautiful bag car. To have a, I want <laughs> that plastic bag to have a voiceover. But I like that in their it, even in their interior monologue they are lying. Mm-hmm. Yes, to, yeah, to yeah. us the audience and to themselves. Well, I so. Oh, I, I hadn't seen this in forever, and I had a real hard time at first wrapping my head around the, what the tone of this movie was. Like, it, it really seemed at first like this movie had a lot of contempt for this dude who genuinely enjoyed what he was doing. But then you realize <laughs> later, you don't. I didn't pick up on the unreliable narrator thing till later. Like, oh, when he changes his mind and uh, tries to recalibrate his attitude t- towards the negative events that happened later in his life, you know, that recontextualizes everything that came before. But anyway, just saying, like, I just was taking this on face value at first. And it's like, oh, I'm a teacher and I like my job. So here's, yeah. my, here's my first question. Uh, so in that scene when he's throwing out trash, like uh, foreshadowing. Well, we haven't gotten that far. Have we not? Uh-oh. No. We're, we're still we're, back on the, on the track? We're, get back we're to that sprinkler. Track. I was Rewind. describing like a typical day in the life of this So he's counting teacher. the votes. And so, <laughs> so Paul so, is at a Mexican party. <laughs> so it, it was awesome. <laughs> he's he's counting votes, freeze frame. He says, You're probably wondering how I got here. <laughs> um so inside Tracy Flick is setting up and starting her campaign. She is running for student body president. Uh Tracy Flick played by Reese Witherspoon, I think. I'm going to say, I think this is her best work. Oh, I absolutely. I deserved an Oscar snubbed. Snubbed. Broderick deserved an Oscar snubbed. I just, I think everyone is so great in this movie. He lost the Oscar that year to who? 
Kevin Spacey, right? Wow. Oh, he wasn't what? even nominated, though. No, no right. one was from this film. Right? It was 99. Still... That was a crazy good year. But like, wasn't Ugh. it nominated for screenplay? It might have been nominated for screenplay, if it's anything. incredible that a, a different white suburban ennui <laughs> movie won Best Picture <laughs> this year. And yeah. one that I think uh, the test of time has told us what? is <laughs> yeah. for one multiple reasons. Up. Yeah, it, it, it yeah. just doesn't. And anyway, yeah, we all know American Beauty sucks. Um, so Tracy Flick uh, is is setting up to campaign, even though she is running uncontested. When questioned about that, she says, you know, Coke is the number one brand of soda um, far ahead of Pepsi, but they spend more on advertising than any other company. This breaks down this metaphor. Yes, it does. I do like that they keep the Pepsi thing throughout the film. It's kind mm-hmm. of funny. But they, they do have a competitor, unlike her. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. But she's just pointing out the fact that this is why she is starting so early. Um, what I love, one of the things I loved about this movie is the set design. And I always loved looking at the posters throughout the movie. And her poster at this moment says, I believe it says, Tracy Flick, sign up for tomorrow today. Is that correct? Oh, I didn't even <laughs> notice that. That's yeah. pretty good. I didn't yeah, know. and she has like a... a, a a fishbowl full of like individual, <laughs> individual gum sticks. sticks of gum. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that she has poured in there. It's like for juicy fruit flavor. Mm-hmm. And then eat me boy grabs a handful. That's oh, later. That's, <laughs> she is so mad. So they have this conversation. You can already tell he has contempt for her because she's just one of those overachieving, perfect um, young women that people seem to despise no matter mm. what they do. They never overtly state or anything like that why he particularly well has a thing the final him. frame I of mean... the movie uh, <laughs> <laughs> well I mean, yes a but the... why he has a particular disdain for he her. doesn't like those types i guess that's like those types but there's also an incident uh with his best friend teacher that mm. we'll get into in a second where the yeah. movie takes a twist that you're not expecting suddenly. That's when you realize it's a different kind of movie yes because she is portrayed you think she got that whap and well, if you're going to laugh, laugh on mic. <laughs> <laughs> we weren't, we weren't laughing, Blake. We were not turning away from the mics. Well, I'm, I'm going to insert, uh, you know, canned laughs when I, when I say whap. It's a good job. So uh, after their discussion, Matthew Broderick uh, continues about his day, and here we come to uh, Chekhov's Chinese takeout. Um, he is cleaning out a. As we all know, you know, you go in the break room, the fridge is just full of everyone's nasty old lunches. No one throws their stuff away. They just shove it in there. It's full. He starts taking it upon himself to clean it out. He's just tossing stuff behind him. He's that guy. In that he takes initiative, you know, just wants to get it done. He's that guy who throws everyone's lunches away. (laughs) There's a big trash can behind him. He's just tossing food out and a box of old Chinese takeout hits the edge and falls onto the floor. And Makes a mess. He doesn't care. The school janitor is walking by and notices this and just looks at him with contempt. Oh yeah, and keeps that janitor. No spoken lines, but his his eyes. <laughs> his, his eyes, eyes say, say it a thousand all. Words. It doesn't show him not cleaning it up. It I, it's just implied I... that Matthew Broderick is not going to clean yeah, that yeah, up. Of in that, but moment. I think he cleans it up. But like a minute later, we I see would. him pick up trash on the floor and throw it in the when he's walking past Tracy. Well, when somebody's looking at him. Oh, okay. Mm, Somebody's watching wow. him. Yeah. Wow. My guess is he maybe picked up the container and any of the food that fell out, but left the gross sauce. Sure. Right. Okay. Yeah. I, can, I just wish we would have seen that, Mister Payne. <laughs> it, did anyone? Did anyone notice? The Tell us. Don't. Math, <laughs> did anyone notice the Matthew Broderick and and trash running theme throughout? 
because it's something he brings up in commentary about 90 times and you're like oh yeah the, the, we're really beaten over the head with this so i guess you guys didn't but pretty much almost any time that uh mr McAllister is on screen some some form of trash a trash can trash bag mm. or otherwise is also on screen trash and pepsi he's yeah he's a trash man trash is always following him around trash trucks yep even at the end as he just well i'm not gonna go there (laughs) spoiling a movie so it is revealed why he might have a certain amount of disdain for tracy and it might not be her personality okay that's part of it yeah but part of it is also his best friend dave nabotny mr nabotny a math teacher at the same high school has um pursued an affair <laughs> with Tracy Flick at Godfather's Pizza. It's at where it all was at Godfather's. That's the place to be. That's in the that place town. where that, he first. Godfather's is the spot. If you want to let, let me tell you why this town is so like Nixa. Well, th- that's tell just us. one of Godfather's really Pizza. Go. That's it. Just this place, there's it's a Godfather's. Like, <laughs> there's a Godfather. It's it's flat and boring. When the scene when he drives. Uh, Chris Klein drives in his truck in the unfinished um, subdivision. It, that's it's Nixa. Pretty well to do. It is Nixa. So this is where I grew up. Like, mm. yeah. I've been to Omaha twice, and I can confirm it's yep. Nixa with a very nice zoo, <laughs> and also the Little League World Series. I think is there. Is that why year. you were there? No, no, uh, much sadder reason. Uh, uh, mission trip both uh, times <laughs> to, <laughs> Omaha, to Omaha, Nebraska. You were gonna, you were gonna mm-hmm. get Connor Obersoul. Yeah, we're going there <laughs> just for Connor. I've been on t- mission trips to two places: Juarez, Mexico, <laughs> <laughs> and Omaha, Nebraska. So, I've been to Omaha, Nebraska once. We stayed at the downtown DoubleTree, and we were there to see the Decemberists. But I remember. Mm. At every uh, bar, bookstore, whatever he walked in, I was like, Monica, keep an eye out for Connor, because I'm Uh sure... He's going to be at this bar that oh, yeah. we're in right I, now. I went to Paige Turner's, his bar. Just I was the only one in there. I was like 5 o'clock. I was just like looking around. Maybe he'll be here. He lives in, he oh, lived in L.A. then. Well, I mean, <laughs> but, but maybe. You never know. You, you might be, be looking out for Nick Hexum or Chad Sexton or Peanut. <laughs> you know, the gang. The 311 gang. <laughs> There's two more members of 311, and I really wish I knew their names. <laughs> Uh, well, there's another Hexum, right? Isn't there two Hexums? I don't know. There's a Hexum and a Sexton, so who, who knows? And a Peanut. Everyone <laughs> don't forget yeah, Peanut. <laughs> Monkey, Fieldy. <laughs> <laughs> Omaha has almost half a million people. For some reason, I wasn't sure if it was bigger or smaller than this town. I did have a, uh, a co-worker who was from Omaha uh, at Barnes & Noble, and I kept asking her if she knew Connor, and she would get really annoyed. <laughs> and then you, uh, wait, you asked her more than once? She said oh, no, yeah. and you're like, I'm going to ask. It was Maybe a she, running joke. It was a, yeah. it was a joke. <laughs> it's a joke. But uh, I did tell her one time that I thought Omaha smelled like poop, and she got really offended. <laughs> that, <laughs> But it does smell like poop. Yeah. What you smell is jobs. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Progress. That's what I was smelling. Now, um, have have we skipped past the first freeze frame on uh, 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 Tracy? Yeah, we. Is the first freeze frame when he starts talking about why he doesn't like her, and it's because of this? I, I yeah, I think so. They're in a classroom, and she's raising her mm-hmm. hand. She's one of the students who yeah. raises her hand. 
And it freezes About on a very dumb question. face. Right. Oh, yeah. I hate uh, this. Every face of hers is dumb that they freeze it on. So uh, Reese Witherspoon, I saw in a little interview I watched, uh, did not know about the freeze frames, you know, <laughs> as you probably wouldn't. So she was wondering why they cut her lines. Mm. She also did not know the tone of the movie. <laughs> she thought that she was playing like a very serious character yeah. and did not see the comedy in Tracy Flick until like that moment. I kind of don't see it either. I think Tracy Flick fucking rules. I don't know if we're ready to get into this, but <laughs> she does nothing wrong in this movie. And she's, ex- <laughs> I love her. I think she's awesome. Yeah, it, it is a movie of a lot of nice people, <laughs> but doing like, anyway, Paul is so this, nice and does nothing wrong yeah. ever. Oh yeah, Paul's perfect. Yeah. I hate this shot because it makes, it sets you up to not like this person. Yeah, that's a pretty, true. And amb- like, it just shames her for having ambition. It's a terrible thing to do. Sure. I is, talked is about it, that a lot while Blake and I were watching this movie. I got kind of mad. She's now, not without guilt. She does one she does bad thing. thing. Well, she does one, one bad thing. One bad thing <laughs> that would not have happened if... If she hadn't have fell off the trash can. If, if someone had taped that thing up right, it wouldn't have happened. Well, so, I was saying if, if someone hadn't interfered with the uh, course of the election, oh, that's then true. it wouldn't have happened. Yeah. So, so My question sure. is that with, with the freeze frame in that moment, is it Alexander Payne that wants... That has contempt for her and wants wants us to, or are we experiencing Jim McAllister's? It is McAllister. in the middle of I'm his sure. video, so I think as yeah, an audience we are definitely supposed to yeah. think, "Ha ha, that's funny. She's horrible." Because I think later it freeze frames on his face during her voiceover. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I I don't yes. know. I think um, I think he probably wants it both ways. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I think it it works because it's his voiceover, but also we're giggling because look how look at her face. It looks funny. The director wants to say, this isn't the kind of movie you thought it was. Like, we're not going to paint teenagers in a really pretty light, maybe. The only way this works for me is if the joke is Jim McAllister is an asshole for seeing her this way. He is. Mm-hmm. He, I mean, he's yeah. like, he is the worst well, person well, we know in he's the movie. <laughs> well, well, I'm not sure end, that, does, well, does that's anyone what Alexander have any... Payne thinks. Mm. I, I agree with that. But does anyone have any sympathy for him at the end of the movie? Oh, no. Even, even bees hate him for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> and they are right, too. Also, so, Tracy right. does turn into, like, a Republican, I think, senator. It's yeah, to be implied yeah. <laughs> or some shit like that. No, she's an assistant. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or sinister senator. It isn't that the way it really is, folks. <laughs> put, put down your fucking phones. <laughs> uh, we skipped one line that I wanted to point out. It's the first time that Paul walks by when he's, like, on his desk, and he goes... Quit daydreaming, Mr. M, and get back to work. Oh, Which is a, <laughs> such a, God, I love him. He's so I know. cute. He's a perfect himbo. That's what I have in my notes. Uh, he is. Love him. He is the prototypical so, himbo. Um, after the seduction at Godfather's Pizza, he does take her home. He's driving a kick-ass Mustang because, as McAllister points out in his narration, uh, he believes that Dave taught because he never really wanted to leave high school. He's mm. one of those guys, right? Like he's in a band. Well, not that that has an awesome band. He's just kind of. They are doing a great cover of Foxy Lady. Just want to say. But he just kind of never. Put that on the MTV movie soundtrack. (laughs) Have their have their cover band do the entire soundtrack. I mean, why not? He just kind of never grew out of high school. Is as I guess the maturity level he's at there. Two of Jessica's top five movies have Foxy in them. What? That's Doesn't Wayne's World have it too? Oh, okay. yeah. yes, it does. It does yeah. I thought one of her others was Foxcatcher. I thought. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if Foxcatcher had that Number song? Number three, Foxcatcher. That's right. He's fucking shooting him at the end. <laughs> 
and he actually he does the Garth better dance. movie. <laughs> Such a miserable movie. Uh, I skipped that one. <laughs> did did not see. Nope. Go ahead. Worth okay, it. So it's he good. does take I her like home uh, when his wife is gone, and he does seduce her. Um, he in the set in their home. There are baby toys everywhere. There's like a playpen so in the pathetic. corner. He's like seductively playing once, twice, three times a lady and kind of dancing towards it's her. It's really the least seductive While she thing. is holding a diet mug, a can of diet mug root beer. Well, he hands it he... to her. Yes. They're sharing a diet <laughs> mug. That's true. And Alexander Payne pointed out in his commentary that um, I believe he said uh, for millennia, consummations. Sorry. I wrote it down. What? Have long... Oh, sorry. It hinged on mug. For millennia, consummations have long been celebrated with sharing of a goblet. Here it is a mug root beer. Jesus. <laughs> Good grief. I just his, enti- his entire commentary is in that tone. <laughs> so, and he also said that, I mean, he does seduce her. He takes her back into the bedroom and they uh, consummate their uh, relationship. This is a comedy, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, with a uh, 16 or 17 year old girl. Mm. Um, but... Alexander Payne said there was a scene that they cut that involved them taking their clothes off. I mean, it wasn't anything super graphic and like laying in bed we together. Don't need that. And whenever he takes off his shirt, Tracy looks like number one that she's not enjoying it in this scene. And whenever he takes off his shirt, I guess he has like a giant pimple with a white head, and Tracy Ugh. is just disgusted by it. And he said he wished he would have left it in. But they just had to cut it. For I'm glad he cut it. Yeah, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm glad, glad too. That's but I not in the movie. I do want to see Tracy's face at uh, his. Are there special features? Like, are there deleted scenes on your DVD? No, I was really sad. We watched it behind. Yeah, there was a making of that we saw in mm-hmm. an interview with Witherspoon. Mm-hmm. No also, and then commentary. Also, I'm glad they kept it out because this movie is the perfect running time. It's mm. 100 minutes, which yep. I think mm-hmm. this podcast might wind up being longer than at this rate. But uh, uh, I mean, the Flophouse does it all the time, and I compare ourselves to the greats. We're, just, like we're exactly like the Flophouse in every way. We are exactly like them. So cut to a beautifully made card that he gives to Tracy being discovered by her mother and the principal of the school interrogating him and reading through the card, which is just the silliest like card. Um, what does it say again? It just is like these pictures he's cut out of magazines. Oh. And I think one of them says like, imagine us in Maui. And it's like a postcard <laughs> of like a beach scene. And then the last uh, page says something like, from your teacher in quotation marks, <laughs> Dave. But it's like, but he is yeah. your teacher. And whenever the principal, you're just seeing the principal flip through it from his, you know, point of view reading it, and he lowers it, and you just see like Dave crying, and he's like, just, but just "We're in love." Lot of pathetic men moments in this. Oh yeah, between Dave oh, and so this. the pain specialty, Broderick. Uh, <laughs> St- still a better love story than American Beauty, though. <laughs> <laughs> True. Uh, so it's humiliating. Like obviously, this is humiliating because. Uh, He's being a predator in the situation, but also just imagine any of your like love notes or something being read by someone else that was oh, not yeah. the intended, yeah. like especially a card you made. Ugh. And Dave, mine, talk- mine are great. <laughs> I'll read you some of them right now. <laughs> Dave, like they, he's written like a very stereotypical teenager, whereas like Tracy, like speaks just uh, very seriously. 
Yeah. I noticed that. <laughs> so I thought that that was pretty smart, and I think I should be congratulated for it. I, no. I agree. A suit observation. What I noticed is that it, he has like a uh, red Corvette poster in his band practice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't have like a car bed that he seduced Tracy. Well, he definitely does now wherever he is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Living in his mom's basement somewhere. Um, so did they sweep this affair under the rug? What? I believe it was something under the rug because yeah. at one point I think Matthew uh, McAllister says something like, you know, you're lucky there were no charges brought against you. Um, against her? No, against the, oh, him. To the teacher. teacher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, what, yeah. When he's like, saying, she wants to read my novel. <laughs> Just all <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> <laughs> she inspires me. <laughs> Why weren't there charges brought against them? Yeah. I, well, um, I, I think maybe to protect her reputation. Make. Yeah. There was a cover up. I, I think the mother yeah. probably didn't want, mm-hmm. want it because, yeah, because she has ambition for her daughter. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which yes. do we see the mother other than in that Just one the, scene when she's crying? We the, see her at the whenever we don't see her much. Whenever we're getting a little bit of information about Tracy's background, and she's talking about how her mom has always encouraged her in her pursuits or mm. forced her into them, whichever. Yeah. Um, her mom likes to write famous women like Connie Chung <laughs> and uh, Elizabeth Dole and ask them <laughs> how they got to uh, their positions. Um, you do see her like licking envelopes and you and, see her scowling a lot mm-hmm, at the end. You do. And then comforting her daughter in a scene that disturbs Blake. Um, comforting? <laughs> comforting with, with pharmaceuticals. With, we'll talk. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. We'll okay. okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So uh, Dave is, of course, fired and his wife divorces him. And so she's now a single mother because, and I maybe forgot to point this out, uh, McAllister and his wife are best friends with Dave and his wife, um, Linda. And uh, Jim and his wife, Diane, are trying to have a child. And they are very unsuccessful in their attempts. But the difference between their home life is like their home is kind of sad and dreary, whereas the Nabotney's home is is much more colorful yeah. and um, uh, more full of light. And they have a child. So it was kind of pointing out the differences in the homes and there. We, we get, you know, the first of many in his career, like an Alexander Payne sex scene that just worse looking <laughs> sex than has ever <laughs> been had by right. anyone. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. No, no one here has seen me. It's, it's much worse. But they show us an unsuccessful attempt at impregnation. I just want to say, fill me up. Yeah. <laughs> Eat me raw. Fill me up. This this movie's filth. <laughs> okay, so he's just got a lot of bad sex scenes. That's all. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. There was there were some bad sex in Citizens Ruth, Citizen Ruth too, right? It seems to blow his mind that <laughs> ugly people have sex. It's like, yeah, man, yeah, we all know, we know this. <laughs> At least he has the courage to show it on like screen. He's some <laughs> whatever. Anyway, so um, it's on my mind. <laughs> after a uh, night of attempts to impregnate his wife. Matthew Broderick, unsuccessful. Wait, uh, Matthew Broderick. We've skipped past him watching porn. Nope, I'm getting to that. He heads down to his basement, <laughs> drinking a can of Pepsi. Yeah. <laughs> and he um, opens a trunk where he has hidden some porn. A, a big VHS box of VHS porn. Those huge VHS porn boxes. It's a chest, yes. yeah. Um, he puts in a uh, adult video called Touchdown. Exclamation <laughs> mark. It's called so Touchdown. <laughs> so many. <laughs> That's the one he selects. Um, as he's watching it, He's just kind of watching, by the way. Yeah, he's, he's not, not like honking off. Yeah, yeah. it's There's not no like autofocus in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> he's just kind of chilling on his basement couch, watching a porn and drinking some Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> and as he's watching, a quarterback 
I'm just going to say pound a cheerleader. A 45-year-old quarterback. Uh, <laughs> Very old. An Evan Stone type. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly Josh. Um, by the way. Uh, I, don't, I don't know who Evan Stone is, Josh. <laughs> Why would you say that name? Just popped into sorry. my head. Go, I'm sorry. Go ahead. By the way, tidbit from the commentary. Um, the man playing the quarterback was like an assistant cast director, mm. casting director for right. Payne, and Payne filmed that uh, <laughs> sequence. Payne. Payne made the entire porn, but only showed a fraction. Actually, he made all the porns that you saw there, but that was the one that he selected. So as he's watching this quarterback have uh, sex with a cheerleader, and he looks at his can of Pepsi, and he gets an idea. And his idea focuses on Paul. Paul Metzler, you Betzler. He's the school quarterback. My favorite slogan out of of all of them. Yeah, yeah, that's the only one I wrote down. You Betzler. He's the school quarterback. He has been sidelined by an unfortunate skiing accident where he (gasps) broke his leg. And I wrote down that he's just such a sweet, dopey puppy. Like from the first time you see Chris Klein, you're just like, he's a nice, a nice boy. What a sweet idiot. He's like, he's, yeah, himbo. The only good Chris Klein performance. Oh my God. Truly. He's incredible he's, in this movie. I, so he's a pretty he universally a, bad actor, yeah. <laughs> except Ni- in this movie. 1999, the year of Klein. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's someone who, once he got past the point when he could do this role, because yeah. he's basically the same kind of guy in uh, what is American Pie. Is American Pie? Is he Oz? Is yeah, he's okay. Oz. Chris Ostriker. Yeah. <laughs> he's basically doing the same thing, but once he got older, he can't do anything else. Mm. And is he even in stuff anymore? Is he in like Hallmark movies or he's something? In, he's been a, couple, been in a couple TV shows that have run multiple seasons. He was oh, in wow. one of the Dragon Ball Z movies. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, oh. I think the legend of Chun-Li. No, no, that's the <laughs> Street, Street Fighter, Fighter movie. Excuse me. I'm fucking sorry, everybody. <laughs> no, we all, we all, we all got that reference. I think he was an Omaha amateur that that Payne found at this school, I believe. Whoa. He saw him and was just like, "I like this kid." And he went back to L.A. and auditioned like forty or fifty more uh, young men. None of them like them. Held a candle. Called to back Klein. to that school and was like, "I want that kid." And <laughs> give he, me Klein, he said. Uh, in the commentary, he said he had just uh, he had. Um, ambitions to be an actor and he just had a very successful uh <laughs> role as tony west side story. in west side story um mm. so. at the school at the school yes <laughs> not professionally <laughs> <laughs> so fell in love with chris klein like we all did as we watched this movie because he's just one of those lucky dopes who just has a great truck and a big penis it's a big penis yeah. <laughs> it's not for him to say He's humble. And th- what's one of the things that's appealing about him is that he's one of those dumb guys who's like searching for meaning in life. Mm-hmm. Like because he can't like the- because he can't play football. And so do you see the book yeah. the book he's reading when he's like The Celestine Prophecy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I <laughs> fell asleep probably two pages into it. Tell the audience what Celestine Prophecy is. Um I know what it is, but can you tell them? <laughs> you might not know. Oh, why is everyone looking at me? I thought we were you, talking about you, Josh the bookstore. You read books and stuff. I don't well, read that book. You read books and stuff. <laughs> Look, Josh just houses them. Right, yeah. I, <laughs> I can't Has read. Has anyone I'd... read The Celestine Prophecy? No, or do we just know it not. as one of those books? Is it a self-help? What is it? It's like a, a kind of a metaphysical I like, self-help yeah, book. Okay. I feel like it was shelved in New Age. So it's yeah, a woo-woo yeah, yeah, yeah. It's New Age. It's, it's a okay. woo-woo book. That's all you had to say. Yeah, basically. Maybe... A less intellectual version of the secret, <laughs> like oh that, that kind of thing. Yikes! It is that it's, uh, it's that kind of pop 
philosophy yeah. kind of like thing. an Eckhart Tolle type yeah, book, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, okay. sorry, not um, like that real shit, that good shit. <laughs> you guys know what I'm talking about? I want Bible, some of my shit. I want <laughs> way, way of the peaceful the good warrior, book, y'all. <laughs> this is not Dale Carnegie. This is the softer stuff. <laughs> so the next day at school. Uh, Mr. McAllister calls Paul into, you know, keeps him after class, and he's talking to him about democracy and convincing him <laughs> through um, this really, uh, I don't under, know if, if Paul really understands what he's trying to say, because he just keeps naming fruit he likes. But <laughs> This is funny. I also <laughs> like oranges. Funny. Yeah. Uh, so um, he's trying to convince him. Um, about teach him about democracy by using fruit Fr- different kinds of fruit different choices <laughs> exactly i yeah. like that when uh he he draws a, a fruit on the board he draws a a circle to represent an apple then to represent an orange the other choice he draws the same circle <laughs> <laughs> um he says i also like bananas well it starts out with pears yeah though. yeah pears, pears is, is what his he first, first choice that he changes his mind and you know paul is very hesitant he he likes Tracy, he doesn't know if he should run against her, but, you know, he takes uh, Mr. McAllister's advice and he creates a sign right away that he hangs up that Tracy spots in the lunchroom. And it's really, this is just the epitome of unqualified white male privilege and it's like best. It's just a piece of cardboard that he's written (laughs) Paul Metzler for president and use like duct tape or scotch tape to like tape it up. The sign is made of trash. It's basically, yeah, just scrawled with like a big old Sharpie and stuck up there. Whereas Tracy has been, you know, putting up these very nice handmade posters. She's enlisted like an army of uh, uh, workers to help her with Mm. her campaign. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and it's just just Paul there. Um, this is what starts um, Tracy's. It, it's it starts fueling her anger, um, and this is where Alex Repain has set up this really good um, idea of class. I guess is what I want to say in the movie because Paul comes from a very wealthy family. They he drives like a brand new truck. You know, um, they have a big house out in like suburbia. And um, Tracy comes from a single parent household. You know, she's seen riding a bus. You know, she doesn't have a car that we know of that is her own. And she is very angry because he's popular. He's rich. And how can she compete with that? And she just convinces herself, you know what? I'm just going to have to work a little bit harder because I will still win. You know, there's no way this unqualified idiot will win. You might think it upset me that Paul Metzler had decided to run against me. But nothing could be further from the truth. He was no competition for me. It was like apples and oranges. I had to work a little harder, that's all. You see, I believe in the voters. They understand that elections aren't just popularity contests. They know this country was built by people just like me who work very hard and don't have everything handed to them on a silver spoon. Not like some rich kids who everybody likes because their fathers own Metzler cement and give them trucks on their 16th birthday and throw them big parties all the time. No, they don't ever have to work for anything. They think they can just all of a sudden one day out of the blue waltz right in with no qualifications whatsoever and try to take away what other people have worked for very, very hard their entire lives. No, didn't bother me at all. So here, I, here's a question I have. Do you think that Tracy is popular? Because I think she kind of is. I mean, she. I think in, she is within her group. I within, wondered. Well, I wondered about this. But within because, that group of of like, because she has all these minions that like work for her yeah. and like 
Mm-hmm. She's got an inside man in the election, and they didn't go into it, right? But... They don't. But she is a member. Like there is the scene with the yearbook when it shows all of her activities. So right. she's one of those people. He's in like the Spanish yeah, okay. club. She's in the student government association. She's in the FBLA. You know, she's in a draw. She's in the drama. The only person that doesn't like her that we know of is Jim McCall. Right. That's yeah. it. Right. He's the only person on screen that doesn't like, like her. Like because like Paul and likes her. I, I, I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. They, so someone they did just say eat me raw. I mean, Tammy doesn't like her, but Tammy is also angry at the world. Right. Yes. So I, I think and she also, is popular. And also, I love popular. Tammy so much. Right. Yeah. No, she's great. I, yeah, I think, I think, I think she is popular, and it's just yeah. that, like, like Andy said, we're getting this from this bitter old man. <laughs> like This bitter old man's definitely younger right. than you and I are right now. Right. <laughs> uh, he, well, okay. He, yeah, older. Than, so he's between my age well, I, and Josh's I'm a very age. bitter old man, yeah. I, I think he was 38 when he filmed this. We did the math. Oh. We did the math. He was 38, and Payne was like 39, and Reese Witherspoon was 23. Hmm. So she was. She was not between a 20 and because it was filmed in like 97. Yeah, something. Like it that. took a long time to edit this movie. Hmm. So that that explains why Klein got onto American Pie, which came out. Yes. About that Okay, because I was wondering about yep. that. If okay. Yeah. So one of my other favorite scenes, um, and <laughs> I love when Paul is driving home and he's thinking of. Uh, possible slogans, maybe. And um, he's trying to think of uh, words that are alliterative with his name. And he's like, <laughs> promise, <laughs> progress. <laughs> and my favorite, peanut. <laughs> peanut. Um, and this is when we meet Tammy Metzler, who is um, Paul's little sister. He likes to tell her... Um, we learn later on that he points out to her that he loves her even though she's adopted. <laughs> even though. <laughs> so he's a good guy. And Tammy is, um, what is she, like 14, probably? 14 or 15? Probably 15. 14 and angsty. Yeah. Um, yeah, she is she's she's a soft, angsty. She's a sophomore. So Also, yeah, probably 14, 15. Um, she's probably my favorite character in the movie. Mm. Her uh, the actress played her is named Jessica Campbell, and uh, originally cast in this role was Thora Birch, but <laughs> too difficult for Alexander. That's Payne. exactly what they said. Too <laughs> difficult. She was off that hocus pocus shit, and she was like, she had a head the size of <laughs> Omaha. Do you have you even seen Monkey Trouble, Alex? I am. I'm, I'm too big for this. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe she was offered so American Beauty. And Thora Birch that, was you know. fired. I think she was already on set, but fired. And, fired. and this ringer was brought in, who was an amateur, right? She is a yes. She is. She was. Um, he found her on tape. She is from St. Louis. Her name's Jessica Campbell, and he liked her a lot because she had. He liked her braces. Yeah. So. That's- Saw her braces and immediately fell in uh, love. Cast her. Much like Tammy herself is in love with Lisa. Mm. Uh, Tammy is, um, she likes to say that she falls in love with the person. They just all happen to be girls. <laughs> so, um, yeah. the line is, I'm not a lesbian so. or anything. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, and that's what's really, there is a scene where uh, she is kissing Lisa and Lisa's not comfortable with it and leaves. Um, but before she leaves, you know, Tammy's talking to her and pleading with her and wondering what's going on and what's happening. And, and Lisa says, I'm not like you. I'm not a bull dyke. And Tammy, you can just see her heartbreak, like the tears. Oh, oh yeah. I love her so Tammy much. Is, Tammy's heart is broke. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Lisa, not nice. She's no, a very romantic nice Tammy. person because she also right. says, uh, 
If you died right now, I'd throw myself into one of my dad's cement trucks <laughs> yeah. and pour myself into your tomb. <laughs> I love that. I wrote that Honestly, down it's too. the most romantic yeah. thing I've ever that heard. That is yeah. really good. I well, do love that. We kind of have t- two very similar dynamics here where there's one person in the relationship that is that comes on way stronger than the other one that puts off the, the other party. Yeah. yeah. And Tammy, I feel like, is a, a very uh, philosophical person. Um, I love when she sits... Uh, at the power plant, right? The power station. <laughs> yeah. And if you sit there long enough, you'll disappear. I can't remember exactly no, how she she's, phrased she's it. She's talking about we'll have to. Yes. Yeah. Yes. If you yeah, complete a circuit with your body, you'll disintegrate <laughs> yeah. is what yes. she's saying, I think. There we go. So we cut back to Paul. And Paul's talking about how strange his life is and he can't believe it. You know, one day he just broke his leg. He's bumming around. The next day he's running for a student body president and Lisa's giving him a blowjob. So <laughs> that too. His face is uh, wonderful in that moment. Oh, yeah. The, uh... I like how he's talking about how his new routine, routine with Lisa. And he says, every day after school, Lisa and I would go to her house to fucking have a hot tub. <laughs> have a hot tub. <laughs> so was that like... It just cracked me up. Two movies that year that Chris Klein had to do a blowjob sure. face yep. in. Yeah. <laughs> that, was his, that was his audition tape oh, for American yeah. Pie. That's all they saw. Yeah, I need to do, do a side by side, see if they're like the same face each time. Let us know. Okay. okay. I'll, I'll, I'll call, the I'll White Brothers together. would be better filmmakers than Alexander Payne watching those two movies. <laughs> I do believe that to be true, by the oh, way. Okay. The takes okay. are coming so, in hot. <laughs> so Tammy is spying on them this whole time, hiding behind garbage dumpsters, because garbage everywhere in this movie, um, watching them as they're making out and their relationship progresses. And sh- she just gets very resentful. And she decides, you know what? I'm going to run for student body president. So she announces her candidacy. And um, right. whenever she submits her um, petition with student signatures, you know, Tracy's upset because she's already got... Paul running against her, and now another Metzler is running. And it's gonna so, divide the Metzler vote, though. Like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> this is what she wants in her favor. This is good. Um, and she's arguing over what I love is when she's arguing over the signatures. <laughs> a lot of these like, guys are burnout. They're burnouts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she says burnout a couple times in this movie, and I laugh every time. Um, Mr. McAllister has a strange relationship with Diane. No, not Diane. That's his wife. Sorry, with Linda who is um, Mr. Novotny's ex-wife. He uh, takes her places, takes her shopping. Um, you know, he's with her while she's putting on lipstick at like a Sephora type place. Uh, he is always doing small things for her, like replacing light bulbs that she can't reach. Now, today um, we would say he is simping, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> is that, is it, did I use that right? Josh is the expert. Yeah, I was going to say, Josh, I, I, I never have and I never will simp, so I, I, I don't know. Yeah. And so one day after he's driving her around, they drive by the American America Family Inn Motel, which is just a great motel. <laughs> and he jokingly says, should we get a room? Is that a joke? It's a pretty funny uh, thing to say. <laughs> and she looks at him with contempt and disgust. Uh, but not for And says, not that's not funny. funny. That's not funny. <laughs> And he's, um, he's just going, yeesh, and just tugging at his collar. Yeah. Uh, and then later on that night, while he's having um, intimate relations with his wife, this is when he is fantasizing about Linda, right? It's this weird, the way mm. they do it, I don't even know how you would explain it. It's like a super a floating head. Uh, yeah. Floating head. Mm. It's, a, it's uh, a cutout. It's not yeah, like a well, it's not a well done graphic. Right. No, I, I hate this not. scene. 
Like I, I hate. Yeah, this I, is. Mm, I don't like a the weird filmmaking scene. technique. I don't. I don't know. I don't like stuff like that. I like the technique because I think it's funny because he uses a lot of strange, uh, like visuals. frames and wipes and <laughs> visuals. Yeah, like um, I don't know. I just think it's it works, it's, but it is kind of disturbing. Pretty because... similar to Office Space. The scene in that movie yeah. where the with the guys... stapler. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, with the boss's head is superimposed. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. it's very yeah. similar. Mm. Yes. Yeah. That's a good so, movie. We should yeah. talk about I that. <laughs> <laughs> I like that movie <laughs> too. I do love the note you the the note. I wish you guys could see the note she has, but well, I'll let right. I'll let her get to it. It just says "fuck me, Mr. M," <laughs> and that's because as he's fantasizing about Linda, her image gets pushed away, and then Tracy's is there instead, and she's just doing this really prissy, uh, saying that constantly, like over and over. Fill me up. Fill me up. Yeah. Fuck and, me, Mr. And it M. Seems kind of like he's liking it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. He does. He does finish. So he he, he buses. <laughs> he, he he does. Bus. He busts it open, and and he gets the customary end of sex pat on the back and good job from his wife. Which that's, that's I how, mean, that's what we all. That's do. how every experience for me has gone. <laughs> good job. Good job. That's no, good. Good try. Nice you try. need it. Oh. You deserve a kudos when you fill her up. Um, <laughs> but what is? I mean, he he hates her, but yeah, there's there's something going on. No, here it's that... literally living rent free. Like he can't he, he can't <laughs> oh, yeah. get rid of her, even when he's yeah. uh, trying to fantasize about Lyndon Novotny. But yeah. but it helps him get there, right? <laughs> I guess. So um, one of my other favorite scenes is when they have an assembly and the candidates all give their speeches. Do we there's do we Gary. Each, do we all get to go around and say the line? <laughs> Which one? Oh, Which line? eat me raw. Eat me. Eat me. Eat me raw. <laughs> it's just when, a perfect. It's just a perfect one, two. Eat me. Eat me raw. <laughs> hey, if you can't be adults and give these candidates the courtesy they deserve, then you don't deserve to be called adults, but children, because that's what children are, and you'll be treated like children. So let's all listen up, huh? It's it's like in the principal's head. He's like, "What should a principal say right now?" The principal right, yeah, is my favorite character in the whole movie. Yeah. I love that dude. It's, he's pretty good. It is very good. Like principal trying to scold an auditorium energy. Like that's that's. But completely impotently. Right. Like, oh, well, yes. Like a, like a principal talking yeah, to exactly. a bunch of high schoolers. He has no he has no control. Yeah. So um, here's the differences between speeches. Tracy's is very professional. It's very uh, polished. It's very political i guess it is um, stirring like they she does receive I mean, a big round of round of applause at the end like she starts with a thoreau quote um <laughs> which, she has, which real and she brings politician. it all the way around like she structured this thing it is structured and she has the you know i spoke to this made-up person and they told me this <laughs> concern they which which politician invented that because this is taken this is ripped from I the mean, headlines that's such a bill stuff. clinton thing like i mean is they it? they all do it but yeah, I, yeah, I'm sure people did it before Clinton, but uh, Gore, uh, Gore did it, but yeah, obviously did Clinton it poorly. Gore. And then Hillary later. Yeah, I'm sure Hillary did it, and she's a lot like Hillary. But yeah. I don't think this maybe this movie at the time or the book didn't yeah. quite know how much she had in common with Hillary. I don't know. <laughs> so Paul's speech is hilarious. Uh, he gets up, uh, he leans right into the mic very closely, and delivers his speech very quickly. Without any pauses, just one <laughs> long run-on speech. Very proud of him. But my favorite speech is from Tammy. And when she first stands up, I believe someone yells Lesbo. 
the crowd so. is not on her side when she gets up there. Mm-hmm. She's the one not that on they, her side. She's other than the, the underdog, right? <laughs> yeah, the burnouts lover. I that, love um, the shots of high school students in right. this movie. Just like the oh. different fucking goofballs that they <laughs> yeah. find, they're, which are probably they're all real, from Omaha. They happen they to are. be at that school. Those are uh, those are real students from that school where they shot. Class mm-hmm. was in session it. for most of it. Yeah. We'll, we'll get it to the true. vote counters later. Right. Those oh, kids yeah. are real. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I it's love so those kids. They're Here, great. A star Here's what I'll is born. Say. Her friends are the burnouts, but the burnouts would not come to the assembly. Right. You know what I mean? Like they. That's especially. I think he says that this is the end of the day. Maybe one of the other assemblies is because he says we can all go home if if you'll mm-hmm. do something. Maybe that's the other one. Uh, and the real burnouts, like me and my friends, would just skip. If yeah, it was yeah, yeah, yeah. Hour burnout assembly. skip. Like yeah. I used to always skip assemblies as as a burnout. <laughs> <laughs> I went so I could yell abuse at the jocks. That's, that's what I did. Yeah, and then. I mean, my favorite assembly was when the power team came and ripped up phone books. Oh, books, oh so. hell yeah. yeah. Yeah, right? With the Every strength of who? That, right? Jesus Christ. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Public school money, baby. <laughs> Gotta love it. I am using so. the strength from not having sex to rip this phone book in half. Well, I don't know. Checks out. You seen Raging Bull? <laughs> no, that's true. Have you seen R slash NoFap? <laughs> no, but I, I know what I'm doing later tonight. Well, once, yeah. a, once again, Jessica, this is your dream when you started this podcast. Yeah, just... this was this was a mistake. Go ahead, wife. <laughs> he's giving you permission to speak again. No, Thank I'm. You. Go ahead, he's, Queen. He's I'm empowering sorry. empowering her. <laughs> I am. I said Queen. That's very empowering. So Tammy uh, is all anarchy. You know, her speech from the beginning is, who cares about this stupid election? As president, I won't do anything. Typical In libertarian fact, candidate. if you elect me, I'm going to dismantle the student government so we never have to sit through these stupid is assemblies she, again. Is she Trump? And she says, my favorite is ending. Don't vote for me. Who cares? <laughs> or t- Don't vote at all. <laughs> I, I like the clip. says that the, all that the student government is, is about resume padding for to send to, to put on your resume for college. And she says, I don't even want to go to college. <laughs> <laughs> she brings up a good point. Yeah. And so for her behavior, Tammy is suspended and told that if she does anything like this again, She'll be expelled. And Tammy's getting some ideas because mm. Tammy, during her suspension... She's like, don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> <laughs> during her suspension has been hanging out by Immaculate Heart watching the Catholic mm-hmm. uh, girls playing soccer and playing around outdoors. And there's an idea brewing there. Can we talk about the uh, behind closed doors meeting with the principal? Oh, yeah, please. Yeah. I, it's my favorite line of the whole movie is in there. Uh, he says, uh, she's washed out. She's finished. <laughs> Oh, I I love it. As well, Andy is a teacher. Um, Do you ever, when you're talking to colleagues, uh, call a student a little bitch? (laughs) No. (laughs) I will. I will. You know, jokingly. I actually would never would never say that, but I'll call somebody a little <laughs> asshole if I'm talking to <laughs> well, friends. Sure, sure, sure. With in the context that, that I that I definitely don't mean what I'm saying. Yeah, you can yeah. always not certainly not to their faces. You can always tell when a teacher <laughs> should not be teaching anymore when they say stuff like that. Students hope, like you know, when they actually talk about <laughs> students no in a way that's like actually hateful. Mm. Maybe not just like joking, like oh, this this kid kind of sucks, but. I think uh, Mr. McAllister hates all students, but just uh, is in secret. 
He's not open about it like the principal is. Am I off base at all here? I think I he know. hates we, himself. He yeah. hates yeah. himself, but he yeah. hates the students, <laughs> and too. He doesn't like that. just manifests the hatred of his dog. I think part of why he dislikes uh, Tracy is because he envies her because she has a chance in life. Like, you know what I potential. mean? Potential. Like, mm-hmm. You're right. His and potential he doesn't. squandered. He is just in this unhappy... Mm-hmm. Yeah. relationship which which she points out from the very beginning which yeah. she says you know imagine having to come to school and teach the same right. thing <laughs> over then, and over wearing the same boring outfit and eating the same boring food and meanwhile we're just starting our lives and we have you know i like when he tells him to his face he can't knock his wife up <laughs> it's like wait why did you even know that <laughs> yeah when she does later yeah yeah i mean that's yeah that's later wait why does she, she might, know that why does tracy know that Probably because Dave. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Of course. Okay. Yeah. Pillow talk is talking shit. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. It's funny shit. I listen to the show. I know how this goes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, If it's funny, I'll leave it in. So so Tracy is also a member of the yearbook staff. The yearbook's called The Looking Glass, and she spends a lot of her weekends and late school nights, you know, working on the yearbook. And she has a new sign up. That it was inspired by Tammy's speech. And it says, who cares? I do. Vote Tracy. And she is getting ready to leave. It's been a long day. And she, Her turnaround she's time. She's like uh, like actual political spin doctors. Like, just taking <laughs> notes. And she's like, okay, we got to oh, rush yeah. this out now. This is the Twitter cycle. Right. <laughs> so she's coming out. And she looks. She's admiring her sign. And then the corner, the upper corner, just kind of falls. And so she... You know, she's a small, Reese's, Reese with her is pretty small. And she stands on her tippy toes and tries to slap it back up. And she steps back and she's like, oh, I got it. It's staying. And then she turns to leave and it falls down again. And she gets up on a trash, trash can. can. Upturned trash can. Mm-hmm. Trash theme. Stands on it to reach that um, corner. And she did her own stunt, Alexander Payne said. Oh, very, I missed, actually, I missed this because I was making dinner, so why don't yeah. you finish this? Well, okay, while, while okay. you were making our pizza, he mm-hmm. said she was very brave, wore padding in her butt, wanted to do her own stunt. So that was Reese really falling on her ass off that trash can. And did the poster stay up? No. It, uh, <laughs> I, as I recall, things went downhill fast from there. I believe uh-huh. she accidentally ripped it down as yeah. she fell. Yes, that's right. And she's standing there and looking at the uh, pieces of the poster in her hand and just throws the biggest hissy hissy fit Mm -hmm. in the history of film. One of my favorites, anyway. That's when the uh, Marconi song is playing. It's uh, it's, uh, it's real great. One of the best scenes. Her anger has its own theme music. Yes. The The female anger. It's good. And she just, in a rage, rips down all the posters for all the candidates that are on this, I guess, the main hall thoroughfare. It's fair. I mean... It's fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And equal she opportunity destroyer. So looks down at her hands and there's just blood oozing from paper cuts um, after her. This is some serious hand injuries just yeah. for handling some some craft paper. Do you think that's what happened to McConnell? Do you think he ripped up some signs <laughs> and got like some bad paper cuts and that's why his hand is now rotting off? I think he opened some sort of arc of some yeah, sort of covenant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, okay. it's some kind of... It's some kind it of is deal de- with the de- whatever deal with the devil he made uh, yeah, to get into his position of power. The devil is coming to collect, and he's refusing I've, to go to. I've hell. I've never been religious or spiritual, but I am one hundred percent serious when I say it is demonic. What's happening? <laughs> okay, so I wanted to say 
uh, speaking of signs being stolen, just based or destroyed, I guess, based on my Facebook feed, everyone that I know that has a Joe Biden or in Kamala Harris sign has had it stolen. Like, just constantly. Like, I see like three a day being like, there is some guy in this town with a basement. (laughs) Oh, you think it's more than one? I mean, so you think there's only no, one? No, no, no. I think, yeah, I think it's a ton of people. There's definitely a like, lot of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I, but there's one guy. <laughs> yeah. These that, are a, that's probably a bunch of dudes guy. who look like uh, Chris Klein in his truck mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, rolling around grabbing these signs. <laughs> Did we say that, that Tammy sees her throwing it away? No, we haven't gotten that far yet. Well, let's get on to it. Let's do it. So um, she covertly uh, bags up all the ripped up signs and takes them to the car and drives them far away to the power plant to dispose <laughs> Where of them the trash in the cans dumpster are. there. <laughs> and the who single sees trash her? can, really. The city, well, the city trash, yeah. <laughs> who sees her throwing away these bags? Tammy, who likes to hang out by the power plant. Waiting to disintegrate. So, She's washed out. She's finished. <laughs> <laughs> so Tammy, curious, goes to the trash can and opens the bag and sees all the ripped up signs, and the wheels are just turning in her head. Um, the next day at school, Mr. McAllister, is this the day before the election? Yes. Because mm-hmm. he shows up kind of late, right? Yeah, because he was yes, with it is. Linda, yes. right? Yes. Because okay. Oh, right. right. Simping. Because, yeah, the principal's <laughs> like, hey, you're late. Where the hell have you been? I was cleaning out a drain so, and trying to trying yeah. to get my dick so, sucked. <laughs> it's the, <laughs> I get it wet. It's the day before the election, and this is when everything starts getting a little crazy. Um, that morning, he is cleaning out Linda's drain, as Josh just um, pointed out. And I don't know why she tells him this, but she tells him that Dave was a bedwetter <laughs> after he. Yeah, I guess that's his she's, treat. She's always, uh, yeah, ragging on Dave yeah. when when he's around. Yeah. So uh, after he helps with the, with the clog, she hugs him close and leans and whispers so sexily in his ear, like a thank you. And then this couple just starts getting it on you know they're making out all over the house and um they agree to meet after school he'll come pick her up at 325 <laughs> she sharp. says take me to that hotel like you that motel like you wanted yes <laughs> and he's like okay <laughs> so um in all the excitement he is late getting to school and when he gets there um he the principal's like hey we need to talk to you and there was a situation because all the posters have been torn down and Lisa and Paul are very upset. And Lisa says that if he loses the election, they have to have a new one with signs. With posters. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Chris Klein says, no, they couldn't have done it. It was probably like a maintenance thing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the maintenance fuel just cannot catch a break in this movie. And when you said Paul and Lisa are mad, Paul's not mad. Lisa's mad. No, yeah. that's true. Yeah. Lisa's upset. Like, yeah. And yeah. Well, he's Lisa's trying convinced. as a big brother. Paul yeah. even mentions yeah. that he has more signs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, because she's, a, she's accused Tammy. You know, she's certain that Tammy right. has done it. So um, it is upon Mr. McAllister to interview and try to determine who tore down the signs. So his suspension is, of course, Tracy Flick. He is certain it is her, and it is. But um, but he doesn't know that. But yeah, he assumes. But he assumes. So he is interviewing, interrogating her um, about working in the Looking Glass office over the weekend, and she tells him that she left kind of early at six thirty, and that's when he's pulling like this whole cop routine. Um, he's like, how do you know when the signs were torn down? You know, just this kind of thing, trying to catch her. 
And Tracy really can't answer the questions. And then there's a knock on the door and it's Tammy. And Tammy says, hey, um, if this is about who tore down those signs, I know who did it. And Tracy leaves the room and Tammy goes in and Tammy says, I did it. And, you know, it just doesn't make sense to to Mr. McAllister because he's convinced that Tracy Flick had done it. Always the agent of chaos. And Tammy opens her bag and says, I got proof. Look at all these ripped up signs here in my bag. And guess who? Is expelled. Oh, hey, uh, Tammy, 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 Tammy. <laughs> Tammy, Tammy, just like sure she wanted. Rhetorical. <laughs> now, now you're supposed to answer. Yeah. Um, uh, the washed so, up one, the one that we've been told. Yeah. The washed up bitch or whatever the principal said. You know what? Yeah. I hope Tammy went the farthest out of all of them. That's what I hope. Uh, we don't know what happened to her, do we? She you definitely know. had the most fun. She yeah, was yeah. smoking <laughs> weed in the bathroom she stall last yeah. week. Yeah. She's so, yeah. the only one who found love. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. True, with Jennifer. The rest died alone. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mr. McAllister is preparing to meet with Linda at the, uh, I want to get the name Fa- of the hotel, American right? Family Inn Motel or That's something? That's right. Okay. <laughs> okay. And oh. uh, he, he, he leaves is, a test. They're taking he gives a test. his students oh, a pop leaves quiz. the room. Yeah. I love minutes. that it's mid-quiz. <laughs> he runs to a Walgreens to pick up <laughs> romantic essentials. Such as a set of motel. I believe it's a bottle of wine. Yeah, Uh, champagne. Uh, A a rose, like a single rose, maybe multiple roses. Oh, was there multiple? Okay, sorry. He does it up. (laughs) (laughs) And probably the strangest thing you'll ever see Matthew Broderick do is wash his junk in a (laughs) motel bathtub. I love that touch. That that is just such a great pathetic like. Oh, it's so good. He's cleaning his ball sweat. He fills the motel sink with ice and puts the champagne bottle in it. That's true. That's right. And uh, I think I turned up like, and I said, I hope he washed his b-hole too. I don't know why I said (laughs) it. I just, I assumed he was watching. He was getting up in there. I mean, you need to get up in there and clean good if you're going to do it. That's a main place to wash when you wash. (laughs) I will admit I had a few drinks. I was just very concerned about his b-hole for some reason. So... Um, he goes back to school, collects the test, and then goes to pick up Linda. And she's not home. She's not answering the door. And he What's runs around. What's gotten into this, Linda? I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't know. So he runs around to the back. conscience? <laughs> like, <it's... laughs> well, she didn't have much of a conscience when she said, let's meet at that skeezy hotel like you wanted. Yeah. Well, she, so, she was, it, it was the heat of the moment. Her, he had just gotten the, uh, the hair out of the drain. The, true. The she was, was very again. horny. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when my shower's working again, I get excited. Yeah. If, if... When I do unclog a drain, <laughs> we we have a baby. <laughs> Which is why we have none, because he's never done it. Drano has. So. Good grief. Good job. So as he's wandering around, you hear like buzzing. And he's wandering around her backyard, which is this really pretty uh, <laughs> garden area. Uh, dig- uh, digitally superimposed bees. Got that from the commentary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he turns, and a bee suddenly lands on his eye and stings him. <laughs> just because God hates him. Yeah. <laughs> this is, at, at this point, it, his life becomes like Job. It's now the yeah. downward spiral. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Definitely, definitely. We're there. Everything that he has is taken from him, and he gets stung yep. by a bee, and he has to pee on a tree Love at it. one point. It's a, <laughs> he, <laughs> he does. does he, he doesn't does have to. to. He chooses to. <laughs> By the way, that was really Matthew Broderick peeing on that. He tree. really mm-hmm. took his hog out, and mm-hmm. he really did yeah. it. Did it tinkle. So, um, don't don't talk he, about Matthew uh, Broderick's hog. <laughs> that's really weird. I heard it's a great hog. By it's fine way, to talk about just... his beehole and him washing his beehole, <laughs> but Blake, don't <laughs> take it too hog, far. 
<laughs> a hog's a bridge too far. I'm sorry. Go ahead. So um, he goes. Uh, oh wait, I've lost track for us. He goes back to the American family in motel, hoping that she will come there. I think he calls her house a couple times while he's there. No answer. He's holding the champagne bottle uh, to his uh... to his to his poor eye, and then the phone in his other hand. You know, trying to soothe his swelling eye. I love the eye prosthetic. It's just, it it's so it's perfect. Good. It's a good, <laughs> oh, it's so it looks good. real. It's a great gag. So good. It, look, his, it just looks so painful and horrible. It adds just, to the pathetic. And it changes like every couple anger. scenes too. Like it, it not, it's growing. doesn't necessarily get worse. Yeah. Sometimes it's growing. Sometimes it's shrinking, but it's oh. all different degrees. Of, He's uh, definitely touching it. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Totally. He's picking at it. <laughs> Don't pick at it. McAllister. <laughs> so he finally gives up and goes home. He lets himself in the house. Oof. Cracks he a beer op- open. Opens the fridge, cracks a beer, and he hears a baby crying. Mm. And he just kind of freezes. And he walks <laughs> towards the sound into the living room. And there's his wife, Diane, sitting with Linda. And Linda's holding the baby. And Diane has just been crying. And he just kind of was like, yeah, okay, I'll leave. So <laughs> there's a couple of these scenes in the movie where there's no words exchanged, just like yeah, okay. I, I, I do like no hand words. Up, you got me. Crying. Yeah. She's just crying and looks at him in disgust, <laughs> like just. I mean, he is he is trash, but she she's a snitch though, right? Like <laughs> <laughs> Linda, Linda's the snitch. Is that what you're yeah. trying to say? There, there's a lot of women in this movie that slight uh, <laughs> Matthew Broderick by like having better moral codes. Yeah. I guess. Yes. <laughs> Definitely. Is that I, your I objection, think Blake? Just... Do they have morals? <laughs> I think she morals or ethics. A... It's complicated. She was horny. They're both. They're both complicit in this extramarital horniness. But, but, she, but we don't she know was... how far it went that morning. Right. So they, I don't I, think, I don't think they was actually, actually consummated. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think. Oh, they just, I thought they did. I thought they so were thought just they heavy petty. Oh, okay. It's like that famous line from Friends. She was horny. So um, he sleeps in his... What kind of car does he have, Blake? Okay. Uh, I wrote it down. Look in your notes. It's a Ford Festiva. The, the, okay. It's a Ford Festiva. This is what <laughs> Alexander Payne said about Broderick's car. Ford Festiva, the car of an impotent man. <laughs> <laughs> and it looks like I hope like no it. one here is a Festiva driver. It looks like it. It's, I thought he was driving a Geo Metro. It's a very funny visual gag to see him yes. like, <laughs> driving around in this thing. It's weird. <laughs> this is the largest car I could afford. Calls him impotent. Because <laughs> we see him come more than once. Yeah, that's true. He's not impotent. He never produced is, a is child. He, is he just figuratively impotent? He's emotionally impotent. Ster- sterility mm. and imp- impotence are two different things. Yeah. Anyway. I'm, you got to get your vocabulary straight, Alexander. We, we, don't, we don't actually see him. None. <laughs> 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 Maybe he was faking it. Maybe he was faking it. What it he probably we don't was. See, we don't see What is this? Sideways? We don't see not. Oh, gosh. Got to make sure my parents don't listen to this one. <laughs> well, hey, I'll make sure and put the E on next to this one. <laughs> the E's on all of them, guys. Yeah, we, it's we, fine. Normally, we normally don't have that. <laughs> Whatever. Um, so um, he spends his night, a chilly spring night, sleeping <sighs> in his Ford Festiva outside Linda's house, and she never comes home. So uh, he does uh, get up and pee on a tree in her front yard. Front yard, guys. <laughs> That's real pit. Real piss. Front yeah, I, lo- I love it. It's just the front. Just yeah. giving up all hope. Right, yeah. That's the thing um, is he's given up to the point where he's like, whatever. I, <laughs> I mean, his face is all fucked. He goes to the school. He's just in a rage, mm-hmm. you know. 
He's got the beast. House is a cupcake. <laughs> one, of, one of the pick flick cupcakes grab grabs it off the table. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, does grab a pick flick cupcake. Hey, what's up with your eye? In his mouth. So at school, it is now election day. He, he mocks by the way, Tracy in the shower. He like does yeah. Tracy's oh, yeah. voice while taking yeah. a sad school shower. <laughs> yeah, he, he has to do his morning routine at the school because he lives at the school now. I and guess. by the and, way, yeah. his. Tracy and her mom are there so early because they they woke up at like five in the morning to decorate 480 <laughs> cupcakes. Oh, yeah. Which was also a scene that uh, was cut out where um, Tracy and her mother uh, decorating the cupcakes. And I believe it was also a scene that Alexander Payne said that Tracy confessed to her mom that she is concerned that she is going to lose the election. And her mom says... Tracy Flick is a winner. Like, <laughs> you'll be fine. So, so it's election day. And also, okay, I don't know how, did you guys ever vote in student body elections? Did you care? I Didn't was care. the student body vice president two years in a row. Really? Yeah. You oh, were speaking you run, to you an elected uh, officials <laughs> hoping this would come up. What did were you your run on a post? Like? Like, uh, okay, here's, here's, this is Dan for you. Introduces a topic. Uh-huh. He knows questions are coming. Takes a big old bite of the cake. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just digs right in. <laughs> My speech just sucked, and I, I, like, brought up velociraptors and shit. It was, like, just peak 2008 random shit. You talked about bacon. Yes. And like- oh, I definitely brought up epic bacon. Yeah. And it, it, was, it was very bad, and I'm sure that there's people who, like, Wanted it more than me and actually went to college and like, uh, uh, but fuck them. That sounds entertaining though, at least. I had a good time. Yeah. Did you do anything as far as like, no. uh, yeah, you got to block off school every day? <laughs> I, I occasionally there was like a block off, but I, I didn't fit in with the rest of the student body <laughs> council. And uh, why did you run? Uh, for the clout, baby. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Clout clout. So, so you ran for Same vice president. I'm on this podcast. <laughs> you ran for vice president, right? That's oh, what yeah. you are. Uh-huh. So did you choose that office because you figured this one's not as in demand? Oh, absolutely. I, can... I figured I would have to do less, but yeah. I, I had a running mate uh, that, that uh, was president. And okay. we, were, we were poised to win together. And, uh, you uh, ran on tickets okay. in high school? No, no, but we okay. just kind of chose each other gotcha. as, as, gotcha. Uh, as a team, you know? <laughs> Who was that? Uh, Will Mars. No. Oh. Will Mars is a lawyer now, I think. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, he's listening all right. (laughs) He's our biggest fan. Good. We have a lot of lawyer listeners. Yeah. Uh, I was in junior high, the homeroom class president, which basically just meant you were a representative who went to student council meetings. You weren't really like a president. But the only thing I remember doing other than going to those meetings was there was a weird student government convention in Branson. And we all went and I remember being excited because I was like, maybe because afterwards there was going to be a dance like at the Branson High it's School. It's going to turn to an orgy basically. No, my oh, it's- my excitement was maybe an Osmond brother is there. Oh, yeah. As a uh, Mormon girl. <laughs> maybe one of the had gone to see the 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 young Osmond boys. They were, they were younger. They were hornier? second generation guys. Uh, they were like a ripoff New Kids on the Block. Maybe a couple Ten years of after the, New Kids on the Block were cool. Of the guys from and, the Legend um, Show will be there. The Blues Brothers. From- <laughs> oh, yeah. Fake Blues Brothers. Guess what? Not one damn Osmond. But for some reason, Tony Orlando came out and sang to us. Oh, boy. 
So they couldn't even get Andy Griffith. Andy Griffith. <laughs> just fucking Andy That'd Williams. Awesome. Make it, <laughs> I would have taken Andy I'm, Williams. I'm gonna make it sound like I said Andy Williams, and it's gonna be so funny. <laughs> no Moon River. Just tie a yellow ribbon around the yeah. old yeah, just tree. Just whatever that song yeah. is that he sang. Deep yeah. cuts only. Yeah. So. Anyway, that was my student government experience. I never voted because I was a burnout. Like I, <laughs> I, I don't remember anything about student elections. And I just in high remember, school. I think they did it like in your homeroom class. So they would just pass out paper and you would vote and just hand it in. Like I don't think I ever really took it seriously or cared. Yeah. Um. But what this school they have voting booths. Probably yeah. all Ooh, set up by it? Tracy in, in some way, like suggested <laughs> well, by her. That was what I assumed. Talk about bias. Talk about voter suppression. <laughs> you can't just have one party setting up the voting booths. She did. I well, we don't. Well, know she's that, also handing but... out cupcakes on the way in. <laughs> That's just bribery. She, she, That's yeah, exactly. Fine. She's trying to buy the votes. <laughs> Who was monitoring this election, though? Just the teachers? I think uh, I think Broderick was supposed to be monitoring. Yeah, it was supposed to be Broderick with his little team, but instead he's making uh, calls to this lady from the payphone next to like a yeah. public restroom in the school. They had to get the shot where his, his face is next to several urinals. <laughs> Just to it, prove what a garbage school, man he is. In my high school, the, the vice principal was in charge running the elections, Dan. Oh, really? And... Uh, we would vote on all kinds of stuff. So we would vote on like the the dance themes, and I know I told this story on our oh. podcast fairly recently. But our vice principal, our vice vice president, did not like the results mm-hmm. of one of our dance uh, elections and just faked the results <laughs> so she could have the dance theme that she was wanted. it Arabian Nights. Yeah, <laughs> well, she didn't want that one. We did through the Looking Glass instead. Nice, but Arabian Nights won by like a hundred votes. <laughs> and, and she uh, just fudged it because she wanted to do she sure. wanted to do what she wanted to Why do. Not? A real-life story of fraud. Yeah. Well, there was a weird story that inspired Tom Parada to write this novel, and it was, I believe, a principal who revoked, was it like a homecoming win, queen win or something for a pregnant, it was a pregnant teenager. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. She was pregnant, so he was just like, nope, you don't win. Yeah. So Queens don't conceive. Scandal. Yeah. He found that interesting. Um, But- yeah, so uh, instead of monitoring the election, Mr. McAllister is obsessively calling Linda, leaving messages on her machine, telling who, her that he loves her. Who amongst us has not been so, like, lovesick? Horny? That we've, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. ruined my life. Are you happy? <laughs> horny horny is a better way to describe it. That we have shirked our work duties all day and just... Uh, just uh, a simp. Obsessively. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay, never mind. Yeah, I'm, I'm a simp. <laughs> So Just checking your text messages, mm-hmm. sending the 90th straight one where you're on blue and they're yellow and there's no yellow mm. to be seen. Yike. <laughs> Not me. So anyway, Lin- <laughs> L- Linda, Le- Linda leaves him on red. I think she does answer. No, at one she point. gives a, a scene mm-hmm. by. Oh, right, right, mm-hmm. right, right. And I think that's when he tells her that she ruined his life and he mm. loved her. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. And she says you took advantage. And he goes, you hugged me. <laughs> what a loser he just yeah i mean he always sees himself as the victim and the women as the manipulated even in that conversation with tracy you know he acts like she was the seductress who got his friend right fired, right right instead of seeing her as a child who was seduced and taken advantage mm-hmm. of by an adult to be fair she pizza. did 
she did seduce pretty hard when his wife's head became her head. (laughs) (laughs) She kind of was asking for it there. Well, anyway, um, the election is over. The young men who are in charge of the counts and carrying the vote box uh, meet with Mr. McAllister in the classroom. And this is a great scene. Um, they're trying to find the keys to open it, and he's just frantic because all he wants to do is probably call Linda again. I don't know what he wants to do. That's what he wants to do. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> I think he finally finds something to cut the lock because he can't find the keys, but Larry insists that they have to have an independent um, count. <laughs> Larry. So Larry's what, a king. Larry's he's two great. kings. Um, so what that means is like Larry will count the votes without telling Mr. McAllister the results. And then Mr. McAllister counts the votes, and they compare the results after. It's one of my favorite lines coming But up. instead, Mr. McAllister just wants the results after Larry finishes his count. And Larry's like, no, what about the independent Can count? Can I do it? Do it. Larry, we're not electing the fucking Pope here. <laughs> <laughs> I love that it's a history teacher saying that. <laughs> Andy, as a teacher, how many times have you told your students here they're not electing the fucking Pope? <laughs> I, I do it a couple times a week. Yeah. Okay. When he finally does concoct his plan and grab and decides to go count the ballots himself. He winks at the two kids with the bee stung eye. <laughs> I noticed that. It's such a great I little that touch. On like the, the third watch, I was like, he just winked with his eye. It's all destroyed. <laughs> that was a good touch. Yeah. Well, the main reason he decides to go count the votes is because they're, Tracy won by one vote. And why did she win by one vote? I think I left this out, even though it was in my notes. Oh, uh, yeah. It's because whenever Paul went to go vote... His heart is so big. He felt so weird voting for himself that he voted for mm, Tracy. Yeah, it's so sweet. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, Mr. McAllister counts the votes and gets the same results as Larry. And... But... But there's something happening outside the door. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, he catches... <laughs> He catches a glimpse of a very joyous, pogoing, jumping and, Tracy. And this... Who has... This happened because she looked through and asked, mm-hmm. not Larry, but the other boy. The like, other boy. And he like gives her like a, an excited a thumbs, thumbs, thumbs up, up to say, mm-hmm. you, like, His you won. His face is <laughs> lovely. Yeah. Yeah. He's so happy um, for her. face yeah. work. So, oh, yeah. And by the way, there was supposed to be, he actually had a much bigger role in the film, but it was cut out. But apparently he was just in love with Tracy. Mm. Oh, we talk okay. about this. Can we, mm-hmm. Should we take an aside to talk about this king? These two kids were uh, uh, Omaha finds. They were real, Omaha. Real yeah. Tell us about the, the kid. The little, the shorter one, the blonde one, not Larry, um, <laughs> <laughs> apparently asked out real life Reese Witherspoon on a date oh, during man. shooting. Oh, my yeah. man. Because shooters, my shooter, mm-hmm. you know what they do. We shoot. And, and <laughs> we <laughs> Uh, he he's like sixteen, she's twenty two or whatever. <laughs> and but what she, did she do? She took she took my shooter out for coffee. Oh, all right. Or he yeah. took he took her out rather. But I mean, we we don't know if anything happened. <laughs> they went out to Godfather's Pizza together. Roll, they roll oh, they consummated yeah. and they have a child now. <laughs> Reese's that, Peace Witherspoon. That, oh, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> That was Ryan Philippe, I should say. So, <laughs> how do you how do you pronounce that? <laughs> who cares? Yeah, cut my who who does care? Did he disappear too? Like Chris? Yeah, Chris he Klein? disappeared. Oh, Philippe's living the Philippe? life right now. <laughs> yeah, he's been he's been disappeared. 
after Cruel Intentions, after I don't breach, know that I, I ever saw I, him. No, in oh, MacGruber, yeah, he's one on. of those guys whose intentions were a little too cruel in real life. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what's happened with him. Probably so. Slander. Don't so, look it up too much. <laughs> so <laughs> when when McAllister sees Tracy jumping up, so joyful, so happy. He just has to destroy that joy said, in that little just, girl's eyes. I had to stop her. Yeah. <laughs> it is sicko shit. Like he, yeah. like he is oh, yeah. like he's stopping sicko. the fucking Pope. He's, like he's he says, sick. who knew how high she would climb in life? How many people would suffer because of her? <laughs> who has suffered so far because of her? Well, he, he, in uh, this movie. Other literally than him, no one. Literally no one. She I, has done nothing cruel other than the, like I said, the poster scene. But even then, that would never have happened if McAllister hadn't started you know the, this this whole thing in motion and, and by interfering. Really, no one got hurt from that because Paul wasn't. He would. It didn't bother him. I mean, after Tammy lied Paul. for her, she did yell at Tammy. Yeah, <laughs> like but, yeah, and yeah. it helped Tammy because Tammy right. was mm-hmm. expelled. She got what she and wanted. Her parents sent her to Immaculate Heart, where those nuns will straighten her out. And they got the <laughs> dankest weed (laughs) (laughs) so no one has been hurt by anything she's done he's just i think he's just a big misogynist asshole i don't know there's a lot of misogyny baked into him sure Mm -hmm. yeah so he crumples up two votes tosses them in the trash can by the way he does not have this planned out very well (laughs) this is not careful i would have pocketed Pocketed those burned them or flushed them down the toilet or something he's (laughs) a He's obsessed. Right in front of Larry. He's obsessed with trash, and he doesn't know how to properly dispose of things, <laughs> as evidenced by the Chinese food incident at the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. I rest my case. Wow. Yep. You get another so... another great principal scene coming up. Absolutely. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. So he throws away those votes, and he tells Larry, "Hey, Larry, you got a problem." <laughs> I counted, and I had the exact opposite, where Paul won by one vote. So. They have to have the principal do a count, and the principal <laughs> gets the exact same results. Got the same as you, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> they are treating it so, like, they're so arch about how serious this shit is. Yeah, looks like Paul's our next president. And whenever they're counting, the whenever the principal's counting it, uh, keep on putting Matthew Broderick in those Dutch angles. In, uh, yeah, some, he, some hard slants there. He, ta- he talked about this, and it's because the kid was too tall. Mm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just thought it was and, too uh, convey the what's going through Matthew Broderick's no, head, but it was both. It was both. It was first. It was practical because they had to get the tall kid's head in the shot, mm-hmm. and then they were like, "Let's always let's always put Broderick at a tilt when we do a one shot of the kid. It'll be straight on." So you know, inside Broderick's head, things are kind of twisted. <laughs> but, but this this kid, he's straight as an arrow. <laughs> But it was an afterthought, really. And Larry just can't believe that these results are there. And he keeps saying, you know, but what about, you know, I I just can't believe it. I counted these votes. I don't know how this happened. And he comes with facts. He says, this is how many people voted. Mm -hmm. And this is, is, and he mentions who actually got the most votes in this election. I think it's implied that Tammy Tammy actually won. The (laughs) 290 rejected Mm -hmm. votes. Right, yeah. (laughs) Yep. I because thought, okay, all they I, did that morning, they had an announcement and said Tammy's off the ballot. Right. And so Matthew was like, had run to cross Sharpie her name off all the slips. <laughs> like nine hundred. Everyone voted for her anyway. At first, I thought they were saying that it was like two hundred and ninety did not vote. Like two hundred and ninety abstains. Oh but no! They, it was two hundred and ninety kids they, who voted she, for Tammy. She was a write-in essentially. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's very interesting. Yeah. yeah. 
So they have an assembly to announce the results, and they start by announcing the results of the president because the vice presidency is uncontested. Jerry has this. Jerry, look, Jerry's got it in the bag. Yeah, yeah. And um, they start with the president, and as he's about to announce that it's Paul Reese, thinking that she won, her friends Mm. did not stop her and tell her, "Hey, wait, wait, wait! Something weird happened." Yeah, maybe they couldn't have. Maybe there was an emergency assembly. Maybe there was no way they could get a hold of her pre-cell phones, kids. Oh, yeah. There was no way See, to text. See, they didn't have, yeah, Fortnite. Yeah. No. <laughs> no Fortnite. Right before he announces that it's Paul, she stands up, and then Paul's announced as the winner, and Paul gets up, and she just sits down, and just is like, how, you just see her little face working, like, how could this happen? Me not win? Just composing itself, and but also stunned. Because she was told that she had won. So That's why you don't announce it early, folks. Dewey yeah. defeats Truman. Every time it'll get you in the ass. <laughs> so um, later on that night, did I miss anything here? Uh, I think we did miss their prayers, which are pretty yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like oh, that uh, okay. the, the day before the election, uh, Tracy, when praying to God, says, I simply must insist. <laughs> she but knows that's not she even wants. the best prayer. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. My favorite is Tammy's prayer where she basically says, I really do hope my brother wins. I just don't want that cunt Tracy to win. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it I was the it. 90s after all. You had to uh, throw that word yeah. in your, you in your script. You to throw a hard C uh... into a prayer. Mm-hmm. She also prays for leather pants and to be friends with Madonna. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. Good prayer. Um, and uh, Chris, uh, I'm sorry, Paul prays. You know, he gives thanks is what he does. Yes, yeah, he really he's, does. Just, he's just the being thankful. Boy. He's actually doing the kind of prayer that you should be doing if you're Paul. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, he doesn't understand why his sister gets Paul, so angry wait sometimes. a minute, wait a minute. Just wants Paul, to peace? from the Bible? <laughs> All right. Wait, you mean I'm just Saul? pointing stuff out. <laughs> I'm just pointing stuff out here. Actually, I want you to insert the prayers in because I think they're also great and just very... I'll do highlights. Indicative of their... They, they, uh, they really get each... Yeah, they, they show the characters yeah, really well. Exactly. Dear Lord Jesus... And do not often speak with you and ask for things. But now I really must insist that you help me win the election tomorrow. Because I deserve it and Paul Metzler doesn't, as you well know. I realize that it was your divine hand that disqualified Tammy Metzler. And now I'm asking that you go that one last mile and make sure to put me in office where I belong. So that I may carry out your will on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. Dear God, I know I don't believe in you. But since I'll be starting Catholic school soon, I thought I should at least practice. Let's see, what do I want? I want Lisa to realize what a bitch she is and feel really bad and apologize for how she hurt me and know how much I still love her. In spite of everything, I still want Paul to win the election tomorrow, not that cunt Tracy. Oh, and I also want a really expensive pair of leather pants. And someday, I want to be really good friends with Madonna. Love, Tammy. Dear God, thank you for all your blessings. You've given me so many things like good health, nice parents, a nice truck, and what I'm told is a large penis, and I'm very grateful. But I sure am worried about Tammy. In my heart, I still can't believe she tore down my posters, but sometimes she does get so weird and angry. Please help her be a happier person because she's so smart and sensitive, and I love her so much. Also, I'm nervous about the election tomorrow, and 
I guess I want to win it all, but I know that's totally up to you. You'll decide who the best person is, and I'll accept it. And forgive me for my sins, whatever they may be. Amen. And Matthew Broderick does not pray. There is no prayer scene mm-hmm. for him because he does not have any kind of... He has of, no uh, soul. Right. <laughs> he only cares about himself and doesn't, yeah. Yeah. I just wrote prayers. I'm really mad at my note. I just skimmed right over that. Anyway. I wrote down uh, the C word because... It <laughs> <laughs> uh, looks like you I, wrote it all over. Yeah. <laughs> it's just pretty it's, much wall to wall. It's, it's like Kevin Spacey and Seven's notebook, but I've just written it over and over and over through this whole thing. Very spacey heavy episode. <laughs> All of them the, are. <laughs> the better reference is Jack Torrance in The Shining, I think. It was a repet- is, what he typed was repetitive. Never mind. Yeah, but I didn't type this. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what you're saying right. doesn't hold so up, what, like. Just all scrawled. Okay, so. So the election is over. The election's over. <laughs> mm-hmm. Results have been announced. Mr. M is eating at a country kitchen type restaurant, <laughs> eating his dinner. He's having a pie. Um, having some pie. Paul, an exuberant Paul and his parents show up, mm-hmm. and Paul's so excited to see Mr. M, and he just sits down and starts making plans about what they're going to do for the school year, and Mr. M is just resigned. You know, <laughs> he just doesn't want to talk about this. And he's like, Paul, we're going to have a long time to talk about this. In fact, a whole year. So just let me eat my pie so I can go home. Paul also so. opens with saying, you're all alone, <laughs> which is what you want to hear when you're all alone and you're sad. Uh, but here's a couple of his pitched ideas. A carnival uh-huh. with rides and stuff for multiple. <laughs> <laughs> to benefit multiple <laughs> yeah. sclerosis. Is that what yeah. he says? And okay. then a haunted house, but not, <laughs> not a boring one. One that's super scary. <laughs> Right. You know what that right. sounds like? That sounds like a really good high school yeah, class president. Great. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's that's like, a, yeah, it's like a great idea. No, just... that's the thing is he will be a great president. <laughs> yeah. His head isn't completely empty. He actually has ideas in addition to being a nice <laughs> yeah. guy. Well, we know he's a good party planner. Did you not see the bash he threw oh, his senior my God. year? <laughs> I mean, we wish well, we were Tracy, there. Tracy is wildly overqualified for that position. Right. And he is exactly the person yeah. who should be doing it. I did want to comment so, on his dad, Dick Metzler, who is yeah, Holmes, Holmes Osborne from Kansas City. Yeah. Uh, he's in That Thing You Do in every Richard Kelly movie. Yeah. Okay, apparently. I was going to say, yeah. he's, he's a Don- favorite of Donnie, Richard he is Kelly. Donnie Darko's, Donnie Darko's dad. dad. He, he's, yeah. he's really good in this as well. I, I like him dr- drinking his like brandy while he's yelling <laughs> at Tammy oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. after the posters. Yeah, That's yeah. my Shit. kind of dad. Yeah. yeah, he's great. So we cut to Tracy and... She is just oh yeah at home. They have sprayed her face down, just sobbing, with glycerin tears, just sobbing, just heartbroken, just not understanding how she lost. And that's when her mom, you know, uh, tries to console her and says, Oof. "Maybe you needed more posters, honey." <laughs> and yeah, that was then it. <laughs> offers her probably a Valium. We don't know, but offers gives her, her a mommy's little helper. Gives her one of her pills, rubs her back. You know, and and um, Alexander in the commentary said that audiences laughed at that scene when her mother gives her a Sis- pill yeah. to soothe her. And he was like, that was not meant to be funny. It was meant to be horrifying mm. that a mother gives her child Valium. Insert Linda saying, that's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. And and the Herald. I don't know. Get her Call out of back. here. <laughs> Get him out. <laughs> bye bye. Bye bye. <laughs> God damn it, our president's funny. <laughs> it's undeniable. It's that undeniable. Son that of a bitch. That he's funny. 
But funny fascist, not like funny. Right, no, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Speaking of funny, the normal. end of election. <laughs> the, the, the so, um, it is so funny. So um, Mr. Very... M, after he eats his sad apple pie, tries to go back home, knocks on the door. Diane just opens the door and shakes her head and closes it. So he goes back to stay. Shoot down. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Goes back to stay at the American Family Inn Motel. When he's checking in, the clerk <laughs> asks so him sad. if he would like the same room. Same <laughs> as the sex room. Yeah, sure. And, and he's, uh, yeah. I believe he's trying to get some... Um, like um, overnight supplies. He's trying to get like a, a razor and comb kit mm. from the vending machine. From the vending oh, machine, yeah. and it woke him out. And he just like throws a hits that vending machine. It's like a it's like Tracy Flick with the posters, but him with the vending machine mm. just pounding yeah. it. You know, I mean, this is the, the last anger. indignity after out exactly. of all this. You can't even get a comb. So the next day he wakes up and he's like, you know what? I'm gonna get my life back on track. It's a new day. It's a new me. Everything's gonna be great. He goes to school. He's getting his teacher mail. I don't know what teachers do. His teacher mail, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) in his little slot. And uh, the receptionist tells him, hey, uh, Miss, you know, you're needed in the principal's office. He walks in, and in that room is Larry, the principal. Mm. Tracy and her mom. Tracy and her mom. Everybody. The the custodian. (laughs) The freaking, yep. The custodian. And then we cut to a flashback of that Chinese food just hitting that trash can and falling, and the janitor seeing it. And who is someone holding the crumpled votes? Was it Larry? Somebody was. And they're all. Just, I think the principal was. Maybe. It's like, can you explain this? <laughs> and I like um, that the custodian is so tapped into the actual like, which I guess they probably would be, like the going on of the students <laughs> that they know that there was this close election and look what I, I think found. That, I well, think that custodians have a special bond with their students. I mean, we've all watched Pin 15, right? <laughs> the cool custodian in that. Who Where was, was she in season two? That's I don't know. I missed her. Oh, she yeah. was one of my favorites. She gave, you know, she gave away a sandwich to a, a hungry Anna once. Gave away a tampon. Gave 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 uh, gave away Maya a tampon. When anyway, she so it. if even if he didn't know, finding votes in the trash is kind of weird, right? Maybe I don't know. And that trash can, let's face it, it wasn't full. Yeah. There was one other crumpled piece of paper. It's like an apple That's core it. or something. Like we said, he was not months. careful about it. Not at all. Didn't even think he like, wanted hey, to be caught. He wanted to be caught. It, exactly. Yeah. These just... these these guys, they want to be caught. So, uh obviously he's fired. <laughs> um his wife <laughs> would, officially would you, files do you think for divorce. Get fired for this? Andy? Uh, I don't know. I, come on, he has to have union representation. There's yeah. no way you're getting fired over this. Is the union going to back him on this sleaziness, though? It's not. Look, you, it, it's a big deal, I guess, but it's not a big deal. You, you got to <laughs> you gotta really, really try to get fired as a teacher. It's real hard. They might put him in one of those rubber rooms they have in, like, New York City. Andy speaking from experience. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can do I, I mean, anything. We got a real strong union. It's not like that. Yeah. Yeah. But I really think that. You, they could strike some deal from having empathy training or something like that. Yeah, and he would not be, he wouldn't be fired. I don't think. But uh, he, I have no idea what I'm talking about. Sure, also, yeah. he may what have if also no wanted to go. You know what I mean? He may have actually Maybe. been filled. Well, uh, I don't know. Do you think he could have gotten some kind of like compensation for just leaving early? Would that happen? Oh, he I'm probably he probably got some kind of something. Uh, Let's not get it too into it. <laughs> After that. <laughs> After that, I'm um, fired, but it's okay. Well, his wife files for divorce, and also the election story made national news. Um, Just kind of one of those weird little stories. Uh, Another one of my favorite scenes is whenever... um, I like the graphic. 
he yeah that's a of graphic yeah also um whenever this is another thing from the commentary whenever you see all the um news stories coming up alexander payne said he wrote each and every one of those mm. because he hates gibberish in news stories that you see in it, movies on screen. Yeah. So he wrote every single one of those stories for a bit the, of a Tracy Flick himself. Oh, wow. Well, seems like a, a fucking waste yeah. of time. Yeah. <laughs> he said if you have... <laughs> Probably why it took a year and a half to Do you to not edit. have production assistants <laughs> around here? <laughs> Can't you make Jim Taylor write these things? Yeah. So uh, he said if you pause them, you really want to. You can just pause them and read what well, I he wrote. W- he wanted them to be good. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite scenes also is at the end whenever um, Mr. McAllister is still in Omaha and he's at a red light and he looks over and next to him is Larry. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. Larry, Larry rolls down the window and Mr. McAllister's just kind of staring at him. And I, does he try to make like a little wave? Yeah, yeah. Like a little conciliatory like, hey. And Larry just spits on Disgusted his Disgusted by him. Yeah. Just, yeah, and that's just like when a uh, street dog. That's when Jim decides he needs to get out of Omaha. Uh, where does he go? Where does one go? The Big New Apple, York, baby. The Windy City, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one. So he uh, leaves Omaha. He is in New York City. He is what he considers to be teaching again. He's a uh, museum guide at the He's an educator. Natural History of Museums. He teaches people about uh, ape dicks and, mm-hmm. and, and tits. Yep. He is living in a uh, tiny apartment. Um, Payne said it was a 300 square foot apartment mm. that they shot that in. 300 square feet must be nice. He is convincing himself that his life is great. In case you want to know, um, Paul... His senior year was great, except for Lisa. She dumped him. Doesn't understand that. But he did have that bitchin' party at the cement plant. <laughs> the bitchin' Mexican, Mexican party. party. <laughs> Mexican party yes. the, at the cement plant. The single best line in the entire movie. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> I mean, it looked like a good party. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I mean, a lot, of, a lot of stuff going on there. Um, Tammy is at Immaculate Heart. Catholic school is going great. She's, you know... Smoking drugs in the bathroom and hanging out with Jennifer, uh, her new crush. Um, and Tracy, she gets into Georgetown with scholarships, by the way. And I really love, it's just more of class resentment, I think. Um, she's studying and working really hard. She's got to keep her scholarships. You know, she doesn't come from money. And she goes out, one of my favorite scenes is when she goes out in the hall and yells at all the the, mm. the kids who are hanging out in the dorm hall. She's wearing curlers. <laughs> got curlers in her hair. <laughs> Screams at them all. And in the narration, you hear that they're just a bunch of spoiled rich kids who don't take anything seriously like she does because they were handed everything. So the question is, does Mr. M ever run into Tracy again? He does. One day he is in Washington, D.C. for a... Museum, Museum Educators Conference. Yeah, conference. <laughs> he stays an extra day to sightsee. <laughs> to sightsee. He gets a pennant at is... some point. He's walking around. With a pen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he does have a little pennant. It's weird. And he also is holding a uh, a cup of Pepsi. Um, it looks like it has a milkshake inside of it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. That does, that's true. Yeah. yeah. One of those Antifa fe- Pepsis. <laughs> <laughs> And a limo is outside some state building, and he sees a senator and Tracy walking to it. And and it's the actual what's his name? It, uh, is it Ben Nelson? I forget. It's the actual senator from. Is it a real guy? Nebraska? Yeah, 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 yeah. They say his name, and it's like R Nebraska. Yeah, yeah. It, no, he's he's real. And he sees her getting in the limo with her, and it freeze frames. And this is when he goes on another one of his like 
hatred of Tracy rants where mm. he's just like, who does this little well, bitch think she is? He, in this, he claims he feels sorry for her. He's like telling himself that, right. man, she has it bad and I have it great. Yeah. It's like her life is going to be really sad and pathetic. She's waking up every morning at five just to pursue her shitty little dreams um, Meanwhile, I'm living it up at the Museum Curators yeah. Convention. <laughs> <laughs> and he gets just overwhelmed by anger and launches that glass, that, that Pepsi milks- cup. milkshakes her. Right at the limo. The limo <laughs> lurches to a stop and the driver gets out and starts running after him. He goes, hey, asshole. And one of the hey. last scenes is... Him running toward the White House. <laughs> Mr. Him running. <laughs> um, so... There's there's one, one more thing. There's one... There- this. One more scene. Oh, oh no! One one more oh. thing that you skipped that I wanted to read. It's, yes. Oh, okay. It's, it's Paul's last little monologue. And again, this okay. this again reinforces that he's kind of like searching for something more in life. He says, "Sometimes I wonder what would have happened if I'd actually won the election. Maybe my whole life would be different. Like I might never have gone to Yosemite with Greg and Travis." <laughs> <laughs> and then he then he looks at the camera and says, "Or maybe I'd be dead." <laughs> yeah, that is a really weird moment in the movie. <laughs> It is weird how yeah. he looks at in into the lens. Yeah. yeah. Um. So our last scene is is we're watching Mr. M as he leads a class on tour, and he asks a question about whether like what the difference is between uh, sedimentary and igneous. It's like rock. little kids, and they're they're little, like what, like fourth, fifth grade. Yeah. And this little right. girl's hand just shoots straight up. Oh. And she's waving it. She knows the answer. She's a real Tracy flick. He sees character. female ambition, and his eye about <laughs> just pops again, and <laughs> his eye just swells up again. Ugh. And he, you know, fades to black, and he goes, "Anybody?" Waiting for someone else to answer the question, ignoring this little girl. Did we say that he no. ignored her hand earlier in the movie? Because that it all hinges on that. We probably no, said that. I don't know if we did, but yeah, he does. I mean, it's all hinge. That's on when that, it freeze but... framed on her. But yeah. yeah, no, he does that thing. You see this a lot. Like this is kind of a, a common trope with like like smart, ambitious kids when people are like looking around, like, is there anyone yeah. else that can yeah. I mean, you also as a teacher, you don't want to keep letting the same person it's, answer yeah. again and again. Well you don't what you do true. is you say, Hey, you've been you've been really great about giving me answers, but I want to give somebody else a turn. That's yeah. what you do. Yeah. Like Well, know. and a lot of times I will say, like, I mean, I would know the answer. I just didn't want people to look at me. <laughs> so I would just keep my hand down. Like I didn't want to get any kind of attention my way. Um, so a lot of times you have kids who are like that, too, I would think. But he hates students, especially ambitious ones. Especially women. Why? why yeah. And why, why try? Mm-hmm. So that's the movie, guys. It sure <laughs> is. Wow. It, we did it. Did we miss a single thing? What a thing? film. I don't think we did miss a single thing. I, yeah, I have we one more than the movie. thing to get into, but it doesn't have anything to do with the movie. Just do it. Um, so, you know, it just kind of happened to coalesce that we're recording this a day or maybe two days after uh, the dissolution of Quibi, the <laughs> the, the app. It's been on the um, tip of everyone's tongue all night. That Reese Witherspoon was precariously involved with. She hosted a show on there called Fierce Queens, which is described as a docuseries showcase of uh, the Animal Kingdom's strongest females, from what? cheetahs to hyenas to ant queens. This is real? Oh, yeah. Now, and this Quibi, of course, is 10-minute long or shorter uh, videos. So, like, a web series, basically. She hosted this, so she was doing voiceovers over just recycled BBC footage, which most nature <laughs> shows are. But, mm-hmm. like, about how, like... Uh, 
a koala bear tricking their mate into like <laughs> uh, into mating is like a <laughs> is a symbol for female empowerment or something. Uh, so there were seven episodes of this. They were each max ten minutes long. Uh, apparently, Reese Witherspoon, whose husband is the head of content acquisition at Quibi, or was, uh, was paid $6 million for this. <laughs> wow. So she made a million dollars almost every 10 minutes when recording <laughs> this voiceover. That is nuts. Yeah. So, how, many, yeah. how much is that an hour? yeah apparently and uh quibi apparently blew through like 1.75 billion dollars in six months holy crap you're kidding i don't know that they actually blew through it they acquired that much money and now they are no longer a company so (laughs) it was a grift from the start they certainly paid yeah six million dollars for an hour a lot of people got a lot of money out of that from like uh, venture capitalist idiots so yeah yeah a, a, a movie about a fierce queen and, uh, <laughs> the, the, the fierce the queen fiercest herself, queen. yeah. Right. The, yeah. the funny thing about Quibi is they thought they were. It was a boomer idea, or maybe even Jenna. It was like Meg Whitman and Katzenberg, mm-hmm. right? It, it was their idea of like this is what the kids want. Oh, yeah. They mm-hmm. have short attention spans. They don't. They keep watching the kissing booth and the kissing booth too. Yeah. Those things are two and a half hours. Yeah. What are you doing? Have they not heard of binge watching, <laughs> right. where you watch yeah. shows for eight hours at a time? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they were too long. They need to do a TikTok uh, Quibi. The, it has to be. Yes, this. they need to TikTokify Quibi. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's all. That's all I. Brought that was my investigative journalism piece <laughs> for, for this <laughs> week's Are You well, There, Bob? You. Has anyone here ever tidbit. watched anything on Quibi ever? No, yeah, no, because you had to pay for it, Did right? You have to pay for it. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Just it doesn't seem oh, worth it if it's that? that short. And also, no. uh, Quibi really became a company off the backs of Pepsi coming on as an early advertiser. That's part of how they secured like a billion dollars in venture capital was Pepsi before anything was announced was like, oh, we'll advertise on the <laughs> new Katzenberg thing. So yeah, Pepsi. All tie- Reese has a, must have a lifelong deal with Pepsi or something. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> She's in bed with, with, with big Pepsi. <laughs> yeah, Pepsi suck. I'm sorry. I don't know if you guys are Pepsi fans, but I am oh, not. Pepsi Josh, are you enjoying shit. your Pepsi? No, I'm not yeah. drinking it. I don't know why I bought it. <laughs> I hate oh. Pepsi. Well, you bought it for the podcast. I bought it for no. the podcast, you, and I'm going to bring, bring my receipt to Ox, Ox Studios, and I'm going to be reimbursed <laughs> for reimbursed. this, I assume. <laughs> yeah. You can write it off on your taxes. Yeah. It's, a good, okay. it's a good visual gag for a podcast. Right. Too, <laughs> yeah, visual gag for a podcast. I don't, I don't like soda, at, just period. But I, I can drink Coke, but Pepsi, no. Haven't you had soda on this show recently? Uh, I got this soda yes. from the Minnesota shop downtown. You had a downtown. red, you had a Stalin oh, okay, wait. soda I like, or something. I like little specialty soda. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> he, likes, he likes stupid novelty Yeah, sodas. I like to have like one special soda a day and like maybe a few more, like a I, Coke look, on the side. I don't like mainstream sodas. I like the <laughs> underground <laughs> shit. Like, you wouldn't have heard of them, guys. It's the Fugazi of the fizzy <laughs> beverage industry. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Well, so, do we want to rate this thing? Yes. Do we do what we normally do with books? Yeah. <laughs> right. Um. I'll go. I love this movie. I've seen it many times. I always forget how much I like it until I'm watching it. I think it's just a perfectly, at least the the shots in the school, um, and in the kids' rooms. Like I think it's just also set up and just perfectly executed and done. I'm giving it uh, four hooves and 
the unicorn horn. I <laughs> think this is a special it's movie. a certified I, unicorn. If you had given it anything less, having said it was your, one of your top five, I would just assume yeah. you don't like <laughs> movies very much. What are your top five? I'm going to ask everyone this. So. I don't oh, know. It's okay. Wayne's World. <laughs> Wayne's World. Probably The Crow or some shit. No, shut up. <laughs> like The Crow 2. Okay. Book of the Shadows. Crow 2, City, the of Crow. City of Angels. City of Angels. Book of Shadows no, is Blair Witch 2. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I it was know, Book it's probably... of More Crows. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Honestly, it changes all the time. I love, okay, I love Wayne's World. I love Fargo. Mm, yeah. I love Clueless. Clueless. Yeah, That's up yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Um, I love, God, I love Donnie Darko. I love Heathers. That's okay, never mind. I love Election. Uh, where, right. um, how, far, I love... <laughs> how far down before right. you would list the crow? Top hundred? I don't know, like top top hundred, top hundred. Her favorite part of the crow is that Brandon Lee died. (laughs) (laughs) You said it to me in private. (laughs) Well, that was private. Dan, come on. Do you think that Hot Topic has any crow stuff anymore, or is the crow over? Like the Um, crow will never be over. They have crow nostalgia stuff, probably. I don't. I don't think they have any now. Do young? I think it comes and goes. Are young people now getting into the crow? Um, I would say it depends upon if it's streaming anywhere or not. But is it it Quibi Five? I know that for some (laughs) reason the soundtrack on vinyl is very hard to get. It's only been released once, and that was for a record store day release Mm. on like white vinyl. And if you have it, it's you can resell it on Discogs or wherever for like, I know I've seen people try to sell it for two hundred, three hundred dollars. Well, you gotta have um, that a uh, crisp clarity to the stabbing Westwood yeah. song. <laughs> okay, whatever. number one, um, I had that soundtrack. There is no stabbing Westward. Thank you very much. That's a is it all like industrial stuff? No, um, it's like there's Violent Femmes, Rage Against the Machine. I could t- I could probably oh, name okay. this. There's mm. Stuntable Pilots, Nine Inch Nails, The it's Cure. All... Uh, who's the other one that I'm trying to think of? Uh, my life with a thrill kill cult, probably. It's all stuff like that. Right, so like it's all dark, but it does, it's not necessarily all industrial. Hot topic, at least, at least has a crow Funko Pop, so we know oh, that. Sure, one. But yeah. I just, I'm I just gonna, I'm gonna say, look. I'm gonna check. I want to say that uh, the crow soundtrack is being re-released on vinyl. Okay. Um, by Rhino, and I did order it, so I'm very excited to get that and torture Blake with it. What sh- what is this discography on every major streaming platform now? Like what what podcast are we actually Guys, on? Guys, what are your favorite soundtracks? Let's talk about should it. Should I should I rate it since I part I partook this time? Yeah, yes. yeah. And then your top five. I I'm definitely going to give it four hooves. No four, unicorn. Four and a half hooves. Okay, What's thank you, Blake. Half? Uh, four and a half hooves. <laughs> uh, I'll also drop a big fat four hooves on them. I I. Uh, I really like this. It was good. Mm. All right. Andy? <laughs> Are we rating out of five? Shoot if, if, well, there's four a hoof. It's a four, it's a four hoof system. And, uh, and, and a unicorn, unicorn horn, horn if unicorn it's really horn. special. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to go. I'm definitely going to go four. I don't think it's a flawless movie or anything, but I like it an awful lot. I kind of, I don't totally grok its point of view. I don't know. Yeah, what it definitely the, yeah. reads a little misogynist. <laughs> yeah. But four. It's good. Do you, I, it's good. I like it. <laughs> Do you think that's true of most of Payne's movies? Uh, I think this is by far his best movie. <laughs> the, More than Sideways? Yeah. Do you not like Sideways? I, I think like Sideways it's just there. fine. Uh, it, it, yeah. 
I never seen, seen Sideways. So. I've never seen, seen About Schmidt. This is about not Schmidt's his so first good. movie, like, by the way. This about is his fourth good. movie. The, there was Citizen Ruth was his first like theatrical one. There was, there's a one something Martin like something Martin. He did. Some, he directed a couple episodes of Martin. HBO. <laughs> <laughs> he did some HBO softcore yeah. show too. Yeah. 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 Did you watch that? Wait, no. <laughs> yeah, oh, you yeah. sure did. Did you say but, it's but he used like a fake name show? for that. Oh, okay. Like, oh, my God. I don't hey, know you got to pay the bills mean. somehow, guys. Yeah. Oh, I'd love to pay the bills that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he directed the film Touchdown! Exclamation mark. Now <laughs> I true. Now I see where the filth comes from. Okay. It's all making sense now. Uh, I, Josh, did you rate I, it? I will say about the movie Sideways, uh, I think I wrote this down somewhere. When that came out, uh, I had just broken up with a girlfriend, and she saw it, and then she texted me and said, you're going to be just like Paul Giamatti's character in there. You're going to be sitting in your class, listening to a bunch of boys read a separate piece. (laughs) It's just such a a very hurtful insult, but very specific. (laughs) Sideways has the worst ending. If it ended with him sitting there drinking the wine from a paper cup, great movie. Yeah, it, I, I I hate the end. I don't like the. I, I always forget anyway. that. I forget that that. <laughs> you guys that, doing sideways next week? Well, it ends with uh, Thomas Hayden Church uh, killing Paul Giamatti execution <laughs> style. <laughs> I would like that more. I don't think it's a movie. Well, that I also think was a weird. Is term. that the one where <laughs> Thomas Hayden Church died from a gun mishap? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I literally could not tell you the end of Sideways or about Schmidt. I know about I Schmidt. Oh, the back of my hand. Si- that's. Iconic. But I can't I remember anything about them. Well, Tears it, anyway, down my face. Sideways has like a hopeful ending, which it should not have. No. It should have an ending where this these sad men are sad. Anyway, okay. uh, I, it should end where Hayden Church is running out of the house with the uh, naked husband <laughs> chasing him. <Yeah. laughs> Just cut to black. <laughs> with yeah, exactly. Uh, did you rate the movie, Josh? No, I did not. Uh, How I'm, many hosts? I'm giving it four, and then I'm sawing off half of the uh, okay, the, half a horn, the, the, the horn. Yeah. yeah. It's it's no Makes babysitters club. I'll say that. <laughs> it is no babysitters well, club. That at least you know nothing was is. positive towards young women and their ambitions. It and was dreams, less so. misogynist. Okay, four hoofers all around. Wow. Yeah. All right. So this but, podcast, guys, it comes out the Sunday before the uh, American election. <laughs> Holy <So>. shit! <laughs> the, we're already Thank voting for- on the new Lay's chip flavor. <laughs> 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 I am hoping your vote that... for that matters more. I'm glad that you I'm specified that... which election, just so so Tom didn't run out and uh, try to vote. Yeah, we do have some international listeners. So, Gosh. like Tammy says, or don't vote for me. Never mind. No, get your ass out and vote. I'm just you. gonna I'm, I'm gonna drop the the Tammy soundbite. Don't vote at all. That'll be the stinger uh, at the end of the episode. You'll get the rolling pin for that, Blake. <laughs> I will. I'll get yeah. He will. I'm actually going to go vote with him and lean over oh, and make sure he's not it, it, writing in Tammy Metzler. She, it's going to be like gonna, that, that Trump picture from four years ago yeah, exactly. when Melania's voting. She, but she's Trump and I'm Melania. Right. Be right. Sure. I mean, that's usually our roles anyway. I'm Trump and he's It'd Melania. be really funny to write in tra- Tammy Metzler. Tammy Metzler, right. <laughs> I almost said Trump. In Missouri, you can do whatever you want. Right. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's true. Yeah. I'm sure the uh, septuagenarians working the polls will get a real fucking <laughs> oh, yeah, out yeah. of it. They'll be like, election? <laughs> it does matter. So Everybody I... should... Whatever, who cares? I can't, even, <laughs> I can't even muster the energy to do that. Yeah, I don't even know what my headspace will be, but just, you know, go vote, guys. It's kind of important this time. I think we say that every time, but yeah. this time, no, yeah, the people we do, mean it. In 96, people were saying, 
Dole Clinton uh, is the most important election of your lifetime. <laughs> They'll do it every time for the, the rest apocalypse. of your life. Although I think it is pretty important to get rid of Trump. <laughs> they <laughs> say it's the apocalypse every single time. This time it really is. Yeah. But like I will, I'm sure I'll say that till I'm dead. In four years. Yeah. <laughs> In four like, more years. It is important, again. and that's why you should vote for Joe Joe Jorgensen to uh, <laughs> to uh, stop <laughs> stop paying for fire departments and uh, paving the roads. <laughs> Let's get it done. Libertarian. Hey, we don't need that stuff. Anyway. We'll pave uh, them ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have dominoes pave them. You'll, you'll make a lot more buddies when you're all out there paving. So <laughs> consider, consider it. It's true. Everyone loves toll roads. so They are my favorite thing about driving through Florida on the Ronald Reagan turnpike. Ugh, Oklahoma. The, ugly, oh, nightmare. the oh. ugliest state, and they make you pay to pass through There's it. There's so the many tolls. Dan and I talk about it all the yeah. time. There's like, so many tolls. It's I hate so it. annoying. I hate Oklahoma. It's, anytime, Oklahoma, like, we know what you're doing. The rest like, of that country should be able to sue that state for that. To go to Oklahoma City, it's like $24 or something in tolls, like round trip. You might as well fly. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine the best band from your state. Being the fucking flaming lips. <laughs> Just like, oh, well, uh, you know, I don't, nobody likes any of their music, but he gets in a bubble. Uh-huh. <laughs> Fuck off, Oklahoma. You fucking asshole. What else you got? Broncho? Hey. Hey. Uh, Troy Guthrie. Aikman <laughs> is handsome. Hanson's from Tulsa. Eat my ass, Woody. <laughs> Hanson is from Tulsa. That was our I remember show. that. Um... Be, it. <laughs> Be the end. <laughs> My sister made a stop. Is it called? I can't remember the town. Damn it. She was obsessed with the quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. Is it Troy, Troy Aikman, Aikman in the oh, 90s? Yeah. yeah. And we had to stop at the uh, the town where he's from in Oklahoma. Oh, well, and you got to go to Wichita Falls where the uh, Dallas Cowboys training <laughs> facility is. Uh, I was literally just watching an episode of King of, Hill about, King of the Hill about that. Uh, before I, I love left. that. King of Hill. That's a great one. Wichita Falls. Uh, <laughs> Go Sooners! <laughs> Troy Aikman got in trouble this week because he got caught. Him and Joe Buck got caught on an uh, on a hot mic, or it, it was Ooh. at least uh, released footage because they were mocking the military flyovers. I killed them, I killed them all in, but <laughs> over football games in an empty stadium. They were just, you know what I mean? Like, who is this for? Yeah, it's like, the dumbest yeah. shit ever. They were just saying, that's a great use of our tax money. And people were like, oh, you libs? Like, it's Troy Aikman. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, nope. I am confident he's a fascist. He hates the troops. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like, anyway. Well, I had to look at Troy Aikman's dumb face every day because my sister had a humongous poster uh, of him. I go to Wingstop a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I've never been to Wingstop, but maybe that I'll is... run in for old time's sake just to look at my buddy Troy. We like to dunk on her a lot, your sister, on this podcast, but that is about the grossest crush I've, I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. That's that's a that's, bad crush. What? Where did she slimy. get the post? Like she went to like a sporting goods store, like a baseball card store. Yeah, I think my she got gran- a fat head on. Her. <laughs> I think my grandparents they lived in uh, Temple, Texas at the time, and I think they got it for her somewhere. Cardboard she, cutout. Does she like football? No, I mean, she still watches not. it. Okay, she watches well, football. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. There's so, hotter guys than than Troy. I mean, there's even on that team. Definitely. You had Emmett Smith. You had Michael Irvin. <laughs> Michael Irvin definitely. You had Daryl Johnston Moose. I hate to put a damper on this, but I do need to go get Wendy's <laughs> right now. <laughs> it's 10.15, okay. and it? Andy and I have our next podcast at 9 a.m. in the yes. morning. Oh, shit. Oh, no. Well, shit. Okay. Okay. What, do you wanna, what do we want to plug? Uh, well, well can you guys, first off. Can you guys tell oh, wait, us about no, your no. podcast? Eh. Yeah. We're not trying to get it's people to listen to it anymore. Who cares? <laughs> it's so good. It's listen fun. to it. Spring Food Mo. Uh, we love it. Listen to the uh, 
upcoming Halloween yeah, episode. It which does may, not exist yet. Yeah, it doesn't exist yet <laughs> as of this recording. It might exist as of the time it comes out, but uh, it's, yeah, I'm already super proud of it. I, yeah, I, I think it's uh, fun stuff. Also, uh, shout out Rob Hubel and the Descendants. Come, come, fi- <laughs> come hear how low dance standards are for pride. <laughs> um, okay, Josh. What's our book for next month? Oh, I don't. Our next I, episode. I, Sorry. My phone is haywire. I don't know. Oh, crap. My, Gosh, come on. Oh, you know my it. initial well, pitch I for know, us coming on job. was doing you every young it. man's battle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm is not going to read that. Is that like that. about masturbation? Yeah, that's, a, that's a don't jacket book. Yeah. Right. Okay, well, I I'm... mostly just want to spend time on this podcast talking about my struggles to try not to masturbate and my no. failures <laughs> to, <laughs> to just keep jacking. Well, yeah. they have a, every it? young woman's battle, too. Yeah. You could tell yeah, us Yeah, I'm not about... reading that. <laughs> <laughs> I read it's a like both. chicken that, soup. That, that was the fastest shoot down ever. <laughs> or just like, no. I'm sorry. I don't want to read your Christian stuff. Um, well, for next month, I thought we'd do something different and maybe uh, read more contemporary um, young adult literature. I'm calling it November. <laughs> and uh, our first book is called uh, You Should See Me in a Crown um, by, I believe the author's name is Leah Johnson. But uh, I think it will be uh, a fun book to read. And, you know, I'm kind of interested because uh, we'll have some different voices in, in the literature. Um Instead of just, it's not about a know. white person. Is it's that, not. That's what it's you not about white it's, kids. It's yeah. not by a thirty-nine-year-old man, and it's, it's not, not by R.L. Stein. Stein. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I'm very excited to try something new, um, just for this month, guys. We'll be back to our garbage in mm. December. So uh, Stein did write a, a garbage pale kids book. So hmm? L- literal <laughs> garbage came out. Yeah. Hey, thanks yeah. for having us on. It's been yeah. a lot Blake of fun. Thank you. Stuff, yeah. And then I was going to do that. Yes, thanks for Thank coming. Thank you uh, so much for being on. <laughs> listen to my new podcast. It's called More of That Presents Discography, uh, spelled the normal way. Also <laughs> listen to Shelf Life, a collector's podcast. Yeah. And... I only did that because I was afraid I would forget to express No, you're my fine. Oh, yeah. And I was yeah. going <laughs> to no. say, hey, guys, thanks for coming I need, on. Yeah. I, have to stop, I have to stop these two jokers or they will go on all goddamn night. <laughs> I've, Josh and I, I've hung out with all, with all of you before. I know how this goes. Oh, Josh yeah. and I Room stood out. Last time we went night. to trivia, Josh and I stood out in the parking lot for 45 minutes. <laughs> that, that's a short one for Josh. Yeah. <laughs> well, I really am glad you guys came on. Um, I hope we don't offend your normal listenership with our foul mouths. They, sh- they shouldn't even um, listen. Okay. <laughs> Good. Oh, we, we genuinely don't care anymore. <laughs> Doesn't care. matter. Care. All right. Good. Uh, you guys right. have started your downward spiral. Mm-hmm. They just don't care anymore. So here we go. Uh, but yeah, thanks for coming on. And until, as always, until next time. As always, until next time. <laughs> That's what we say. See you later, horse girls. Audio.